will you guys just have sex? Yeah, just just, just for me. Do it for me. Um. <laughs> Welcome to Sincast, presented by CinemaSins. All right, everybody, welcome to the Sincast. This is Chris Atkinson from CinemaSins, joined as always by Barrett Share from Music Video Sins. Hello. And subbing in for Jeremy Scott today is a guy we've mentioned many times on this show, Jonathan Watkins. Yay! Hey. This guy knows some fucking movies, guys. Yeah. So, you know, we're we're gonna put him to the test. That's right. No the pressure. Goddamn test. <laughs> No pressure. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, we are going to continue our series of best of the years we've been alive, and today is 1998. Well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I'll see you on the beach. Somebody help me! I'm being spontaneous! It's like you're dreaming about gorgonzola cheese when it's clearly brie time, baby. Take dead aim on the rich boys. Pay that man his money. Did you eat all the desert? Yes. 1998. Um, not a great year by no, any means. No, especially um, coming on the heels of the last year. Yeah, really, really, really. See, I'm kind of on the opposite end there. I had a really hard time finding my number one. I'm still debating as we talk. I mean, there were obviously very good movies that came out in 1998, but at 97, it felt like we had to spend nearly the entire episode yeah. <laughs> talking about it and everything. And uh, so, um, all right, let's go ahead and uh, talk about the biggest hit of 1998, Saving Private Ryan. Mm -hmm. Spielberg basically making a comeback here because the previous year he had made movies that were kind of eh. Yeah, Lost subpar World, for him. Yeah. Amistad. But then like four or five months later, he's got this Saving Private Ryan movie. Yeah. Um, this is a World War II movie that's very visceral. It's, yeah. uh, and it's got kind of a, would you say it's almost, I don't know, Full Metal Jacket in its kind of its structure? Because it's got this exciting 20, 30 minute opening. Mm -hmm. And then for a good hour or so, it's kind of like, all yeah. right. We're gonna we're walking, walking around. <laughs> we're walking. walking. Well, and, and Spielberg's a big Kubrick guy, so mm -hmm. I mean that's you know that's why he did AI. No, I think it's very Full Metal Jacket. Even the sniper sequence. Yeah, there's is a very Full Metal <laughs> there's a Jacket sniper sequence oh in my it. God. And that, um, open, that opening scene, man, you can't get. I mean that that's we'd never really seen anything like that that really took it to that graphic level and it really puts you in there mm -hmm. and uh, it sticks with you. I mean that's really like. The money shot of the movie, I guess. Yeah, is the yeah. opening on par with Full Metal for you guys, though? I mean, I think it well, is. It's completely different, obviously. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's an action scene. Mm -hmm. It's it is as intense an action scene you can start a movie with. That I mean, in in the history of movies, one of the in in one of the biggest in the history of movies. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. God, that like them just them just going in the water and like the camera. The camera stays with them yeah. as they go in the water, and the bullets are still fucking flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, people are getting shot and killed yeah. in the fucking underwater. And yeah. it's just like, this is insane. Yeah. And, then they, and they already made it to the beach. Yeah, exactly. And then they get on the fucking beach, and oh, that's even, yeah, know, it yeah, goes yeah, bat yeah. shit. It, that is a hell of a sequence. Yeah. Um, it's. Do you guys have a problem with the narration, though, in that movie? There's like a narrative mystery, like who is giving the narration. Yeah, and yeah, For some yeah. reason, mm. that's always bothered me a little bit, just mm. because 
he wouldn't know about they're some. trying to make it a big surprise at the well, end. And he wouldn't know about some of the stuff yeah yeah i mean i don't know if it's ever bothered me well and i think because they could have made it somebody else because there is other there is at least one other person that lives mm. i mean they, they could have made it somebody else i guess for the fact that it's private ryan yeah mm. fuck it, it's private ryan spoiler <laughs> it, so i don't it just seems like mm. such an easy thing to fix i just couldn't figure out but i guess you i guess because the whole movie's well, focused it, around that it's it makes more sense that he's narrating well it's one of those narration type of things where you're just kind of like you're not thinking of it being a surprise yeah and then it ends up being and maybe one. that's what makes it more irritating yeah is that they try to you know they try to oh big you know, yeah. like a whodunit, and you're like, <laughs> right. Well, this has got a huge cast in it. It's an amazing cast. Um, I mean, and, and a lot of people come in and just do like, you know, a couple lines of work and they're out. They just want yeah. to be in a Spielberg movie. <laughs> Ted Danson shows up out of nowhere. Oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just rewatched this and I forgot yeah. about that. But uh, but Matt Damon, who's who's off of his Goodwill Hunting like victory lap mm-hmm. or whatever, like. Uh, I, I enjoy the fact that they that Spielberg put everybody through like boot camp or whatever, except for Damon, because yeah. they wanted they wanted the actual like uh, when they run into his character, they wanted to resent him. They wanted to because we went all the way out here for you. We lost a bunch of people for you. Damon's like sitting there like, you know, oh, I'm just here for work, guys, <laughs> you know, um, um, but this is a great movie. It's I think it's got two exciting uh, bookends and then it's got in between it, it's even the in between is still good it's it's one of those type of things it's you know I, I have people say well it just kind of dies after that well oh no no, no it's, and it's tom oh hanks hitting another home run too yeah yeah the scene in the stairwell might be yeah. my favorite oh yeah that's a great one with adam goldberg yeah 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 yeah, yeah. That's- well it's like an odd it's an odd scene it was an odd scene for me when i first watched it because there's the the character that they let go early on, and then a, the guy that ends up killing him yeah. looks kind of like that yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're like, oh, they let that guy go, and now what? Oh, it's not the same guy. <laughs> but it's not the same watch- guy. I remember watching it when it came out, going, isn't that Chandler's roommate? <laughs> like, crazy roommate <laughs> yeah. from that, that episode arc on Friends? Well, on and, Friends? and me, it was like the guy from Dazed and Confused. <laughs> yeah. The guy from Amazing Confused? Oh my god! Um, anyway, Saving Private Ryan is a really good movie. Um, let's go on. And to- I spoiled the shit out of it. Yes, you did. <laughs> what else? In 1998, we have The Truman Show. Came out in 1998. Oh, great movie. Yes, it's a really great movie. It's Jim Carrey taking over what Robin Williams did with Peter Weir, where Robin Williams was known as a comic actor mainly, even though Good Morning Vietnam kind of mm-hmm. showed what he could do. Um, but this was Carrie. This is Carrie's really first serious movie. Mm-hmm. Like everything before this was just goofball stuff. Now he's he's in this, you know, and it's a, a prescient movie too. Oh yeah. Um, what uh, I like about that is that they they give him a chance to do his typical shtick as part of that universe, mm-hmm. and then he slides into the the more serious stuff. Yeah. And so, you know, it's like, if I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night, you yeah. know? And, and he's got that typical Jim Carrey thing, but then slides easily into that dramatic role, you know? Mm-hmm. It's great. And it's such an insane scenario that would just never happen, but you kind of believe it works. I mean, it works within the context of the movie, and that's all I ask. I mean, 
I mean, I like a lot of movies set in space and shit. So, I mean, <laughs> as long as you can make me believe that that's happening, I'll buy it. But, I mean, obviously, there's no way that's... But it was weird because reality TV blew up at that time, yeah. too. The idea of some of cameras following someone around 24 hours a day, um, I mean, it's, it's not too far away from keeping up with the Kardashians yeah. and stuff like that. Um, although... We know the shows like that are actually scripted, mm. and and they, you know, they cut out so much. Yeah, they much gave them a pet and... monkey onesie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> my wife watches it. Yeah. Sure, yeah, sure, yeah, um, <laughs> whatever. But I love it. Uh, but yeah, it's Truman Show has kind of a, I guess, what would Blade Runner. Not Blade Runner, The Running Man. Okay. Uh, <laughs> no, Blade Runner oh, works totally. The, the incest the movie. Blade, the Blade Running Man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, The Running Man is kind of the same deal, right? Like you know, that's something that we don't think ever could happen because of the human rights issue that's in, that's involved in that. But it's just on the cusp of being correct, mm-hmm. like in this society. Well, like, and they're not killing people in Truman Show either. No, so no, that's, no, no, no. Yeah, that's a little more believable. But, but yeah, but it's crazy. But in the Truman Show, it's more about. Yeah. Like we put cameras on a kid when he was just born. Yeah. And we're f- By the way, <laughs> can you imagine watching the Truman Show when he's a baby <laughs> for like years? <laughs> like that was the that's yeah, like I the about that. it's yeah. like gonna be the worst show ever. <laughs> and then finally, when he starts talking, like oh okay, now oh, I'm on. God. The, man, they probably lost like billions of dollars <laughs> in that first three years or whatever. Oh, that's and how expensive it would be to keep. I mean, it's kind of like the Jurassic World <laughs> argument. Like, would yeah. this really exist just from a financial standpoint? I don't think you could have enough sponsors. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I mean, I, I, I mean, I'm sure those actors aren't getting paid much, but there's like hundreds of them. Yeah. I mean, and that's oh, the great just... part of this movie, though, is how they work in the sponsorship. Yeah. Sponsors oh yeah, 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 and all yeah, yeah, that. Yeah. Like the guy always comes in like prominently showing yeah. a six pack of beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like Truman. Yeah. I got your favorite beer. Yeah, yeah. And Carrie's great. Ed Harris, I think Ed Harris got nominated. He's yeah. great. Carrie didn't, oddly enough, which right. is bizarre. He was very upset about it. He yeah. made it very well known. Right. Um, but Laura Linney is really good in this movie. Yeah, yeah. And I think Primal Fear kind of got her going, but then this was really where, you know, she started to shine. Yeah. Um, she's just, I don't know, she's just amazing well, in this movie. You think about all the people who have to play actors in this it's and it's an insane job it's a double job mm-hmm. um it's you know especially the the noah emmerich character who plays his uh friend and everything and like i, I read something pretty interesting from him a lot of people hate that character because of what he does to truman and this he lies straight to his face for so long and and everything he's like look this is a guy who was a kid and was thrown into this yeah. show and he had to be his friend and he really, and then he, you know, he grew up to be this person at the end, but it, you know, it, it was never really, it was, you know, it's his parents fault that he's thrown into this, yeah. this world where he has to be this guy's friend and everything. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, this is a great movie. This is just one of those that I can watch over and over and over it, again. And to show you how, if you really want to know how good it is, watch Ed TV, <laughs> which <laughs> came out a year later yeah. and sucked so uh, much ass. Oh, it was terrible. <laughs> but Ed TV is weird. It's a weird thing there because you had. Uh, Dennis Hopper was supposed to play Kristoff in Truman Show, and then God, he ended up being in that. he ended up being in Ed TV, <laughs> and uh, it's just one of those things where you sit there and go, there were definitely two scripts going around, or one script going around, and they pitched it to one studio and yeah. they passed, and then they made their own movie out of it after that. <laughs> um, 1998 also 
uh, a huge, and this is going to be the most contentious one here because I know Jonathan hates this movie. Uh-huh. The Big Lebowski. Uh-huh. I don't hate yeah. it. I do, I do not hate it. And I actually, so I rewatched it mm-hmm. just a couple days ago and when I found out I was doing this and because um, I knew this would come up. Mm-hmm. I don't hate it. I've never hated it. <laughs> It's a perfectly fine movie. And I mean, it was a bomb. It wasn't a bomb, but no. it, didn't, it didn't do very well at the box office. This was their follow-up to Fargo. Yep. So it was a big deal. It didn't do very well at the box office. And then it hits video, and it just blows the fuck up. I guess because yeah. the people late night smoking pot were watching it. But mm-hmm. um, I just don't get the... I, I guess I just don't get the epic love for it. I think it's perfectly fine. I think there's funny moments. I think there's moments that are not funny. I think John Goodman's really good. Uh, Julianne Moore's amazing. Even Tara Reid's funny. I mean, yeah. there's good moments. I just, I, I guess, I just don't get the love for it. I yeah, I'm I'm way on the opposite on this. I really love this movie, but uh, it's uh, it's one of those uh, you know you put yeah, it's a stoner character, but you're putting him in a situation. That is what Philip Marlowe or whatever. It's uh, yeah, it's kind, kind of, of a, a type of thing like mm-hmm. that. You put that character in there, and he's trying to solve things, and it's just it's funny to me that this is such a complex <laughs> story. He's trying to figure it all out, and and really, even if you're not stoned, you can't understand what's going on. Yeah, yeah, really. Yeah. So the the a lot of the humor comes from the fact that I'm watching this character who can't possibly, he's way out of his depth, try to solve a mystery like a Philip Marlowe or whatever like that would. And and almost everything in this lands for me. It's one of those where like, you know, just, I feel like there's a lot of layers to the comedy and oh, there's yeah. a lot of just like, you know, there's, uh, I just, I love the fact that there's so many times where he'll hear something and then later repeats it out <laughs> of context. Um, and it's, it's just and there's so many just like fun little symbolism type things in it the scissors the uh-huh. you know the the all that stuff that's going on with the uh i mean it's i guess it's male we cutting off his penis basically yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. you know it's that it's it's basically the fear of that the mm-hmm. whole the whole time and there's even the part in there where it's like well cut off your johnson <laughs> you know um but uh, but I'm I, I was kind of surprised that you weren't as high on Big Lebowski. Well, this no pun intended, but I mean th- <laughs> this movie doesn't need any more viewers. Like it, it, they've got Lebowski oh, Fest no. that started off yeah. everywhere, and it's just it's one of the most quotable movies that I can remember. Yeah, and it's definitely I mean coming off the heels of Fargo, which was also very quotable. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, is just this better everything. than Fargo to you? No, no, I don't think it's better than Fargo. No. See, I don't think it's. I don't think it's better than Fargo. And I don't think it's better than Raising Arizona. Like, if I'm talking about their comedies. Yeah, man, that's a tough one. Because yeah. Raising Arizona is so good, too. Yeah. Like, I think Raising Arizona might be the better movie. Mm-hmm. But Big Lebowski's funnier than that. It's yeah, better, it's yeah. better than... Uh, it's better than Intolerable Cruelty. <laughs> yeah, we can agree on that. <laughs> and, and I do like, I'm with you on Lady Killers. Lady Killers is not bad. It's better than Lady Killers. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, there you go. And, and also, one thing I did want to mention about that, uh, and I, I never thought about that, where he does kind of like, where he realizes what's going on. That is kind of like the bum version of like Columbo mm-hmm. or somebody like telling you, I, this is how it happened. Yeah. I never really thought about it that way. That is kind of interesting. But yeah, that it's uh, it, it's just one of those movies. I, I think, yeah, it's so quotable and it's so funny all the way throughout. Either you love everything about it or you think there's just some good like most coen brothers movies um 1998 rushmore 
Oh, great yeah. Movie. Yeah. Another great one. This is Wes Anderson's second movie. Yeah, but it's he, the it's the it's, first yeah, one, it's that the one that people saw. Oh, yeah. it's like uh it's like on a whole other planet from Bottle Rocket. Yeah. I mean, Bottle Rocket's fine. I yeah. Mean, yeah, this is so good. This is Jason Schwartz. I think it's his first movie, Jason Schwartzman's first movie. As far as I know. Um, but uh a terrific like opening performance for this guy, and he t- carries this movie that's just filled with like amazing comic wonder of it's it's the introduction to wes anderson as we know yeah what it is though if you're if if you like wes anderson but he's a little too precious for you you should watch this movie because Mm -hmm. it's it's right before he gets to that super precious where he's he's working with miniatures and things like that like this is Something said in the real world, it, relatable. Uh, there's a lot of like pathos in there, but it's hilarious. Mm-hmm. It's Bill Murray, r- really just a tour de force from him, yeah. and, and kind of reintroducing. I was going to say that brought him too. back. That was his yeah. Pulp Fiction. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it, and it's it's great, and it's not too cutesy. Um, so definitely, definitely worth a watch. Yeah, there's so oh, much yeah. darkness to this movie, and it's got all the it's a, it's got that happy, uplifting kind of look and feel to it, but. Man, Max Fisher is a a dangerous motherfucker in this movie. Um, there's that whole I love that whole montage of them like go getting back at each other and everything. Oh, him yeah. and Murray and everything, nice. like yeah. like uh, putting bees in the guy's room and like oh and like and like uh, the Bill Murray goes over and like like backs over his bike and all that. And the, and I, I love the also like Max just does cannot take no for an answer with his teacher, Olivia Williams, who's great in this oh, yeah. as well. Um, there's a point where it seems like he's finally, all right, I'm done. I give up or whatever. And then he shows up at her house yeah. pretending to be hit by a car and, 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 uh, and, and goes through the window and all this other stuff. I mean, uh, it's a it's an unusual love story, I guess. It's uh, yeah, you know. It, but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but that's my favorite kind of love yeah. story. I mean, do something different. He's yeah. a great character. He's a he's a terrific and, character. And, and, yeah. He does. He's in. He's leading all these groups and everything. He's so he's got like a little minion and everything, and like you know, he's <laughs> he's really seemingly got everything under control, which he absolutely does not. You know, yeah. uh, it, it's it's a wholly unique movie experience but Schwartzman never really blew up like I thought he would after that but maybe he didn't want to yeah I mean that's maybe he didn't need to he still does stuff he works yeah I mean he's for Wes Anderson yeah yeah he's in like every Wes Anderson (laughs) movie he was in Phantom Planet for a minute you know he does this thing yeah Yeah, he's He's the shop girl he'll show up in a lot of movies just Mm -hmm. like Scott Pilgrim randomly shows up it looks like and it's almost like he just it's so effortless too like you can just tell he is really good and you I just wish there'd be something a little more challenging he took on because like in stuff like shop girl like he completely elevates that movie mm-hmm. i mean it's just it's just effortless he's he's a really good actor he's underappreciated for sure yeah uh rushmore is one of it may be one of my favorite movies of all time actually oh really yeah, yeah. it's in that it's, it's in amazing. that it's in that consideration for like top 20 at least you know one of those but yet you're gonna pick small soldiers for your favorite i movie probably will pick mm-hmm. some let's talk about small soldiers since you, <laughs> since you brought it up joe dante uh basically doing gremlins with toys ah uh, yeah um, and it's fun it's a fun movie man it really and is I, did, I hadn't seen it in forever i have a little girl i got a five-year-old girl so i showed it to her this past year and i was like i enjoyed it more than she did i was mm-hmm. like i did not remember this movie being this much fun yeah tommy lee jones is yeah the, it's like a it's like a more violent toy story yeah yeah it is <laughs> it is 
It kind of is. Sold. It's like, yeah. well, it's like, yeah, Those if you PG. took the army men from Toy Story and made them, made their whole movie. Yeah, it's like got that, it's got that ridiculous premise at the beginning. Isn't it Jay Moore and David Cross at the beginning of the movie? That, it, yeah, it is. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And, and, and like, they, they want to make these toys more exciting so they get some sort of like uh military grade weapons to put to go yeah on there. no it's insane yeah oh it's perfectly <laughs> insane it's perfect insane but like uh just one of those type of things where like <laughs> what a bunch of bullshit now let's enjoy the movie <laughs> but uh if you were going to set odds that we were going to talk about small soldiers before we talked about the oscar winner for best pictures i think you were hey <laughs> you it might be taking a I, long I, I think I've seen Small Soldiers more times. Than- <laughs> I probably have too. But, but this is for fam. This is for parents. If you've got a six or seven year old kid, that's a- and you're sick of showing them like American History of- X. Yeah, you're sick of showing them American History X. Yeah, like, yeah. pop in Small Soldiers. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, no, it I does mean, not have a curbside tooth scene. It's a kids movie that actually doesn't like talk down to the audience. I, I hate when I see these like you know directed at kids movies that are all like let's put everything cute that we can possibly put in this and it just well it felt it felt more like an 80s kids movie except i think it's more for kids Mm. because i mean you go back and watch like goonies and stuff and they're like cussing talking about like tits and i mean just (laughs) (laughs) what i mean i'm just saying that's gonna be the that's gonna be the cold open i have a feeling (laughs) um you know but it's uh, no i know what you're saying though um all right, so you since you brought it up, Shakespeare in oh, Love. Uh-huh. Uh, what do we think about this movie? Like, it's... Okay. So, I feel like the, the screenplay to this is pretty clever. Oh, in that, yeah. In that it, you know, it takes all of these Shakespeare influences and that's what he wrote about. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like the script itself is clever. What do we think about the movie it, itself? It's, well, it's Tom Stoppard, right? Yes. yes. Okay, mm-hmm. just making sure. Yeah, I may be on, a, on an island, but I really, really like this movie. Oh, you do? Uh, I think it, it, it is underappreciated, I guess. Uh, really? Because it, it came I out in a, in, in a bit of a weird year, and especially going against Saving Private Ryan. Yeah. It's, it, it's just kind of absurd that it but won. But it won. <laughs> I think that's the lingering sentiment around yeah. that. It shouldn't have won. Yeah, but I mean, this is such an acting showpiece. It is. That uh, this is such a weird fucking experience because it is a very good movie. Yeah. But like Jeffrey Rush is nominated for Best Supporting Actress. Judy Dench wins for mm-hmm. Best Supporting ten Actress. Ten minutes. She's in it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm surprised it was even it ten was, minutes. Was, I don't know if it was ten minutes. Something or, like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And, and and that part is ridiculous. Gwyneth Paltrow, probably her best performance. Um, yeah. And she, she has to play a good. dude. And Joseph Fiennes <laughs> is absolutely charming and impossibly good looking in this movie. And he he pulls it off very, very well. Affleck. Affleck is in there. Yeah. Just yeah. kind of on the sidelines. But uh, he gets some good He's good better shots than in. like Keanu Reeves and <laughs> much ado about nothing. But no, the, the script is very clever. Uh, the performances are very winning. Yeah. It's a good movie. I like it. Yeah. I like I it. Just, I, no, I like it. I didn't mean to make it seem but like no, I didn't it, like it's, it. It's, it's funny because I run into a lot of people who hate this movie. Yeah. But it's just it's one of those movies that I think it's gotten the sour taste because this is the movie that beat Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> and and so like it's it's got that like, come on. And it was a definitely a politic type of thing. Everybody yeah. wanted to give Spielberg another Oscar, but they didn't want to give it give Saving Private. They wanted Miramax, the big darling of mm-hmm. of all award season. They wanted to give it something. So it was ridiculous to give John Madden the director, <laughs> and then and then saving yeah, Spielberg Br- won, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, okay. This was one of the few splits we've had in uh, in the Oscars. I mean, it's happened. To, 
a few times, but uh, it was uh, it, it was one. It would happen a couple years later, in fact. Mm-hmm. But but uh, it was it's one of the few we had where it's like let's honor our director, even though Spielberg got his five years before. They were like let's give him that, but fuck him on the movie. <laughs> but this was <laughs> his big surprise. Like I mean, the Academy has its moments where they try to make it seem like a surprise but like this was the first time ever and the only time ever that my jaw dropped Mm -hmm. when they announced the winner for best picture i was like wow i don't know that i wanted saving private ryan to win but i was just like wow yeah and it was in a weird way it's kind of ballsy yeah this was the well and it's ballsy but i i okay it may be ballsy. For all we know, it's ballsy. Yeah. But I have a feeling there was some Weinstein finagling going on. Oh, especially, no, no. That's very possible. Especially since what happens later with Chicago and Gangs of New York yeah. and oh all that. God. Uh, there's a lot of bullshit going on with Miramax during this period of time mm-hmm. that's just like, uh, I don't, it's kind of shady. <laughs> um, but yeah. This was the year 1998 where you had uh, you had ba- it was they were all basic. It was three World War II movies: Saving Private Ryan, The Thin Red Line, which we'll get to, uh, and Life Is Beautiful, which we talked about in the 1997 thing. Uh, and then you had the two Elizabethan era, era movies: Elizabeth and Shakespeare in Love. So you had two characters playing Elizabeth uh in this year uh kate blanchett obviously was was the more showy role. She yeah, didn't yeah. win for it, but um. But uh, but yeah, uh, what do you guys think about the Thin Red Line? This is Terrence Malick coming back after twenty years. Twenty years—that's crazy. Yeah, and everybody was in this movie. I'll, I'll be perfectly honest about this one. I watched it when it came out in the theater. I don't think I've seen it all the way through since. I haven't really felt a need. I don't remember disliking. Well, it. and and speaking of narration, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But I, but my grandfather. My grandfather, God bless his soul, he uh, he loved war movies. Like he didn't go to the theater ever, but if there was a war movie, he'd go see it. And I remember I knew he was going to go see this, and I asked him about it, and he said it was okay, but I just don't know why they had to kept focusing on all the fucking leads. Yeah, yeah, that was so. It's, there you go. That's that's uh, <laughs> by the way, that's uh, most criticism against Terrence Malick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he like, likes leads. I love I love some of the parts of this, but why did we focus on nature so much? <laughs> um, like uh i i enjoy this for the beautiful movie that it is now it is way too long for that type of a movie mm-hmm. and and there is one action scene in this with john cusack and and everybody charging up the hill that is phenomenal and it makes you wonder why you couldn't have gotten just a little bit more mm-hmm. of that because it is amazing well that's a scene they usually show too if they're ever talking i've seen that scene many times but yeah it's a great scene yeah it's a it's a great scene and like it, it, we could have used like maybe a couple more of that but most of it's sort of like the you know a treatise on war basically yeah. you know all these people sean Penn. what do you think one man can do in a, in a you know all you know all that bullshit um <laughs> 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 what difference can one man make? You know, <laughs> fuck you, Sean. Ben. <laughs> exactly, fuck you, Sean. Ben. I hate you. I hate you so much. Um, but uh, but yeah, there's like just everybody that shows up has that like you know they come up and they say a thing about war and then they get a John Travolta comes up and just like you know hello men blah 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 John Travolta more Travolta stuff and then I'm out and George Clooney's the same way Clooney comes in all right I'm George Clooney but um but uh but yeah it's uh I I do enjoy this movie pretty we don't have to talk a lot about it but it's a really good movie. Um, what else, guys? 
Well, a, a huge comedy that came out this year was There's Something About Mary. Yeah. Yes. And boy, that, that ruffled a lot of feathers uh, from a lot of different fronts. Uh, the way people with special needs are treated. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way, like, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The way that the, the just the, the gross out humor. But it really made, it really <laughs> thrust upon us like gross out humor and bodily fluids humor into the public consciousness. There was no better example of this by the semen in the hair. Yeah. Uh, that was <laughs> everywhere in the promotions of this movie, and I enjoy it. I think it's a funny movie. I think it's the Fairleys probably up there in their one or two best movies. Yeah, and Cameron oh, Diaz yeah. is fantastic in this. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, there's something about Mary is uh, is a is a funny comedy. It's got a lot of it just is. a lot of good stuff in it. Uh, Matt Dillon is mm. probably. The funniest he's ever been. I don't. I don't even know if he'd been in a comedy really before this, had he? Wild things. Yeah, <laughs> wild things. There <laughs> we go. Talk about that. Let's just talk about that. Uh, no, but uh, Matt Dillon, and then uh, I mean, I love the dynamic that this sets up. All these guys are uncontrollably attracted <laughs> to Mary in this, and of course, they pick the perfect person at this time. Cameron Diaz was oh, as yeah. as beautiful oh, as my it God, gets. Yeah. Um, the mask is still one of my all time favorite entrances. Oh the yeah, oh I mean, yeah, it's just unreal. Yeah, um, but yeah, you're right. It was a it was one of these sort of brought gross out humor to a mainstream type of thing. Mm-hmm. This uh this had an, a trailer on a big movie, an attached trailer, and I can't remember what it is right now. But huh. but it was the mo- it was the movie that sort of launched this one into the stratosphere because it was a big movie and a big audience for this trailer. And you know they see the dog flying yeah, out of the, yeah. the window, and it, everybody loses it. And it was like, yep, that's a that's a hit right and there. It was huge. I yeah, mean, it, was it was like a lot bigger than I thought it was. It was actually be. bigger than whatever movie the attached trailer was on because it ended up. <laughs> being third uh, in in domestic box office oh, wow. that year. Brett um, Favre. Yes. What about Brett Favre? My, my, my favorite scene, though, is the rest stop scene, and it's not what's going oh, on, yeah. but it's the look on Ben Stiller's face when that flashlight goes on him <laughs> is hilarious. Yeah. It's like everything I like about Ben Stiller encompassed in like one look. <laughs> But you brought up wild things, and this is John McNaughton, yeah, um, who uh, he what Mad Dog and Glory or something like that before <laughs> that. Um, but Wild Things is one of the most batshit crazy movies you'll ever watch <laughs> yeah. in your life. It is is it extremely entertaining and horribly bad yeah at yeah. the same it time it is it is because i actually i actually kind of dig it now i yeah. didn't care much for it when it came out other than the obvious i was a 22 year old right boy, right right and denise richards is in it but yeah. um and, and and then but it is funny it's bill murray let's talk about <laughs> yeah, bill murray yeah, yeah, yeah. coming back this yeah. year like I don't remember if this was before or after Rushmore. This might have actually been before Rushmore got released. But, oh, my God, he is like the sleaziest oh, yeah. of sleaziest lawyers yeah. you have ever seen in a movie. There's a lot of sleaze in this oh, movie. My oh, my it's, it's, uh, it's, it's dripping up to the <laughs> ultimate. Like, everybody, every character in this is sleazy. Yeah. Every single one of them. And Matt Dillon might, like, I don't even know which character is worse you know, there's something about Mary or a wild thing. It's because yeah. he is like, he, I mean, he's a horrible person. The thing movie. about wild things is just when you think a character is the all good character, <laughs> they do something that makes you think, oh, they're not. They're yeah. horrible. They're horrible well, people. Like, like Kevin Bacon's cop. Like he yeah, ends up yeah, being yeah. shady. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Did you say just, cop? 
Isn't he a well, cop? He is a cop. He is a cop, but the thing, the word, the word that you thought he said <laughs> is prominent in Wild oh, Thing. Yeah. Oh, in yeah. fact, there was a funny little story about how he's a producer on that movie, mm. and like he, he didn't sign up to do a nude scene in that, but to have to sue about having a nude scene in the movie would have meant suing himself. <laughs> so he could, you know, and it's like, well, you know, I saw the scene and it actually, you know, pretty good. So it's like wear a sock or something. Yeah, exactly. So they can't show it. Like that's BS. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another great movie we've talked about a bunch on this is American History X. Yes. Oh God. Um, it is hard one, movie. It is a very brutal movie. Um, but Edward Norton. Uh, as much of the goodwill that he he gained from uh, people versus Larry Flint and, and Primal Fear and all that, this is his best performance by far. It's incredible. And by it's far. transformative. Yeah, I mean, you would not have thought that the kid from Primal Fear could put on this heft and have this much gravitas. Yes. I mean, you, you believe that he's the leader of this whole operation and that you know, he's just smarter than everybody. He's more vicious. He's more Machiavellian. And I mean, it's just, it's, it's horribly disturbing, but it, it it's magnetic too. And that, like a, that scene on the, on the sidewalk, yes. or the curb, the curb, I like, it's like hard to talk about that scene. It is. I did yeah. That's partly why I don't watch this movie that often. No, because, but and- it's a very, but it, it's, I mean. It, it's a great movie. It's not a movie I want to rewatch a lot. Yeah. Amazingly, that scene is way like worse than you think it is because they don't show mm-hmm. everything in that scene. Oh, uh, my God. But oh my God. Just they, yeah, they, they put just enough detail in there to make you just, <laughs> before it even happens, you're just like squirming. And the sound effects. And the sound effects. Uh, um, People that have not seen this are going to be putting this in immediately now. They're be like, what are they talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and but yeah. So N- Norton uh, obviously gets nominated for this. He doesn't win, but uh, he he's fantastic in it. And it's really one of those, it's one of those characters that, goes through all the entire range of emotions throughout a whole movie. Like it's insane how much he's asked to do in this. Mm-hmm. He is, but he's just starts that the beginning of the hatred and everything. And then, then he's just full blown like evil person. And he goes to his prison and that's where he's changing. Yeah. Again. And you buy it. Like you buy yeah. his, you buy his story arc. It's very well written. It's very well acted. Uh, Feruza Balk's really good. In this yeah, movie. yeah. No, she's vicious, man. <laughs> oh and, my god, she's awful. I mean, this, so awful. this has got to be her best performance. Oh yeah, for sure. The you know the the guy he meets in prison, Lamont, mm-hmm. is uh, is a, he's sort of an unsung. He's the unsung hero yeah. of this movie. We we focus on Norton and everything, but his his sort of I don't know if it was his cellmate or was it just somebody. No, he was just folding laundry. With yeah, him, he was just folding yeah. laundry with this guy or whatever. But that's the guy like who sort of like you know sort sort of gets him on changing on his character and it's just a, a great little performance that we don't talk about that much mm-hmm. in the movie itself but um man this is such a oh yeah so it's yeah it, it's a movie that's great but it's hard to watch multiple times for sure uh what else in 98 guess out, out of sight of, out of sight yeah. Yeah. Dude, you owe me a coke <laughs> jeremy's gonna hate not being here for yeah, our out of sight. Yeah. i know i thought about that i was like good god this has got to be the year he was excited about well 99 is the one i mean every, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah we're yeah out of sight is uh one of the very best movies to come out in the 90s yep. um steven soderbergh uh 
this is, I mean, he had done Sex, Lies, and Videotape, and then he kind of, he did a couple of like, eh, you know, those are good experiments or whatever. And nothing worked more for his career than getting George Clooney on board of his mm-hmm. movies. And he became Steven Soderbergh after this movie. Wasn't a big hit, but this certainly is, was one of the first How movies. How is this not a big hit? You're right. I mean, my God. I think this, this seems to have everything people would like, you I th- know? I mean, I think people were still kind of like Clooney for me, R is kind of like Caruso from NYPD Blue. Mm-hmm. They were still kind of like, I don't know if I buy him in this oh, type well, of stuff. Oh, Batman and Robin probably oh, didn't Oh, and Batman do and any, Robin yeah, that probably didn't definitely help. didn't help. Um, although it was funny, Soderbergh told Clooney when it, when they started making this movie, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna put an end to a lot of your little facial. Yeah, I remember tics. that. I remember like, that. That was a big deal. You're not gonna be able to you know, bob your head around or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but he had made you know he made the Peacemaker previous year, and he you know, from Dust Till Dawn wasn't a big thing and whatever, and people were still kind of. Um, I don't think people bought the idea of Jennifer Lopez really being no. able to to get to this strat, and I don't think she had up until then i don't think she's come close since either and, and i think uh, she unless you're a big enough fan. i don't know what you what do you guys think about lopez in this movie she i mean i don't know that there's a weak point in this movie i think she is serviceable like i think she's fine it's her character yeah, yeah. it's her character that's good i think that's yeah. the thing well like, it's elmore leonard character yeah, yeah 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 um i think she plays it perfectly though well, I, I think, think it's her, think it's it's her a, best performance not even i'm yeah. close but it's it's a cool character and and she is just exuding this chemistry with clooney that they really capitalize and they capture in that whole scene in the bar yeah, flashing man, back and forth that is the hotel one room. of the best scenes ever yeah. oh that's is, amazing yeah, oh that, my god that cutting back and forth between the restaurant and them that's yeah, amazing it's just, um I mean, Jennifer Lopez had shown some chops earlier because mm-hmm. she was in Selena yeah, and she yeah. did really good in that. Um, and, and, you know, she was in some minor stuff like Money Train and mm-hmm. all this other bullshit. She hadn't really become J-Lo yet. That mm-hmm. was like a year or two after mm-hmm. this, I think. But, uh, but yeah, this is an incredible cast. This is Don, one of Don Cheadle's best performances, oh which is God. saying something because he's Reading great. his fundamental and shit. Yeah. Oh, my God, that scene. <laughs> Albert Brooks. Yeah, Albert Brooks is fantastic in it. Bing um, Rames is great. Yeah, and it's uh, and you know it was one of those movies that Soderbergh sort of uh, you know uh, was uh, experimenting with editing and trying to make things kind of you know. Interesting. And this was where and, this was based on Elmore Leonard. Jackie Brown was Elmore Leonard, mm-hmm. so he actually had the same characters in both books in yeah. a small role. So Keaton. he had Michael Keaton come back, yeah, and actually play that character, which was one of Lopez Ray Nicolette. Yeah, is Lopez's <laughs> ex boyfriend, right? And actually, to be honest, like that's an interesting thing. Jackie Brown and Out of Sight. I know you said you liked Rum Punch. I'm a big Elmore Leonard guy. Mm. Rum Punch and Out of Sight are probably two of my least favorite books of his. I mean, mm. they're bad, but yeah, as far as Elmore Leonard goes, they're not that great. But probably the two best movies that yeah. have ever come from his books, which is really odd. Although Jackie Brown's very different. Out of Sight is a very like strict adaptation. Oh, really? Like it follows it very closely. Huh, that's interesting. And they do a great job. It yeah. hums along. I mean, it, it moves. And yeah, he does the, the, the weird edits and everything, especially in that scene where it just mm. stops for a second and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. But I think it's like one of like the most perfectly paced movies that oh, I've ever yeah. seen. Like yeah. It just yeah. runs and goes and goes. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, no, no second is wasted. I love it. I love it so much. And that's my favorite attempted bank robbery ever in a movie is that <laughs> opening scene. I remember I read that in the book and I remember when I found out they were making the movies, like, I cannot wait to watch yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's so great on the page and it worked 
perfect on the yeah. screen is better. Oh, absolutely. And it's yeah. like, how has no one ever thought about that or tried that since that movie has been made? And I'm not going to give people <laughs> bank robbing tips, but watch the movie. If you We're giving you bank robbing tips. <laughs> watch Hell or High Water for some more. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. What else? In okay. Unfortunately, we got to talk about Godzilla for a brief moment. Mm -hmm. Terrible. Can we, just, can we just put Godzilla and Psycho together? Let's just do like a Godzilla we, Psycho and Armageddon if we want. We <laughs> oh can put Armageddon God. all in there too. We're talking about so Armageddon, uh, actually the second highest grossing movie of the year. Um, oh, I thought it was first. What was first? Saving Private Ryan was. Oh, nice. Unbelievably, it uh, it went past that uh, that train wreck of a movie. Good for uh, you, Ryan. Armageddon's one of those movies though that like has got a following. Like it. Absurd. Like it's not the people who it's not the pop audience that enjoyed it in 1998. Yeah. It's the ironic audience. It's got that, a Criterion release. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's one of those movies that's got enough. I guess it's got enough. The cast is amazing in this. Yeah. There's a lot of great guys and like Steve, you know, it's got Steve Buscemi and you got Billy Bob Thornton and, you know, Bruce Willis and fucking Owen Wilson, all these people. But like. Uh, there's enough like humor in it that people really glom onto that. Like they glom onto oh, all the. Mike, oh, it's Michael Bay humor. Though. It is. So it is. But people just get into it for whatever reason, and it's. Uh, I, do, I I hate this. Movie. Oh, I do too. This is Completely. the first time like Michael Bay like I think started buying into his own hype. Like I mean, yeah. this is like the Michael Bayest fucking movie. This is what started like the Bad Boys and The Rock are very different movies than this. You can kind of see the precursors. Mm-hmm. But I mean, this is just like orange sunset after orange sunset. Yeah. People just yelling at each other. <laughs> yeah. For no reason. Yeah. There's a whole scene where oh Bruce Willis God. is chasing after Ben yeah. Affleck. He's trying oh, yeah. to kill him. He's trying to kill him. He's actually, yeah. I mean, he really is trying. And this, yeah. No, this is our introduction to the character. Right, right. Like, why am I supposed to care about this yeah. guy? He just literally tried to shoot this guy in the face. Yeah. But uh, Armageddon came out, uh, it was the second asteroid movie of the year the yeah. deep impact came out before this yeah deep impact actually was number eight domestically oh uh, really and it's probably the better movie it's a better but, movie yeah, but absolutely. it's very memorable yeah it's better movie and it's uh it's got well, more, maybe it is to bear it's got Sorry, morgan freeman as president where he can't where he can't go yeah, wrong yeah no I, um, think, I think it's it's to, uh, you know what uh deep impact might be better but i've probably seen armageddon more i think i yeah. have to sadly <laughs> i think it is. Uh, i think as much as i hated armageddon i think for some reason i saw it twice in the theater oh, like yeah? i don't remember why that happened i didn't even work in a theater i don't have that excuse mm -hmm. but i think and i also remember the tagline it was heads up yeah yeah <laughs> um somehow even though deep impact made a lot of money people were like yes i want to see some more fucking asteroids that's right and they saw it to the tune of 200 million dollars oh in the north in north america well it was july 4th i think it was it? yeah but good god guys <laughs> Fuck, fuck us. They as wanted a, to see Bruce Willis stand. Fuck us. With fuck us as a music, like blowing him away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but so, so you had, okay. Uh, in the 96 thing, I talked about how Emmerich and Bay basically started what I believe is the blueprint for the blockbuster that we're going through now. i think that's good i think that's a good philosophy. i mean there are there are obviously you can go all the way back to like star wars and jaws and all that stuff to see the like early genesis mm -hmm. but this is the the 96 is where you really start seeing like this is accepted but so you had bay with armageddon and you had emmerich with godzilla the godzilla reboot um yeah, Godzilla reboot, one of the worst things that I've ever seen. It is hideous. It's offensive. It's yeah. an offensive movie. There's no good moments in this. No. 
No, I didn't enjoy myself once. I enjoyed myself listening to the soundtrack. Like with Armageddon, I could say, That's well, a there's, there's a couple of things I kind of liked about yeah. Armageddon. Godzilla, there's nothing. No, even Matthew Broderick can't charm his way there out was of a, this yeah. movie. There was a good trailer with the fisherman. The, the, uh, that was it. that the, actually well, got me excited. The trailer the trailer where everybody's going through the Natural History Museum yeah, and, <laughs> the, and the big giant foot yeah. smashes on the dinosaur because it was this, that trailer came out the summer of the lost world it was like mm. a year in advance and uh and that was good i was like oh yeah and they even had the you know the trademark godzilla scream and all this other type of stuff it was fabulous and then yeah, the other movie comes it's out. it's one of my good. favorite cinema sense videos yeah yeah i mean despite the fact that godzilla was sort of a tank job it i mean it ended up being the ninth highest grossing movie yeah, that, that was year. the first movie i remember making a lot of money that people were saying it was yeah. disappointing oh, yeah. yeah now and and it made a lot of money but i think it lost money overall because it i mean it had 136 million or whatever um Jesus. and it probably cost double that. but at the time movies making 136 million that was a hit that it was but i don't now i bet no godzilla longer. still cost around that much oh to i make. bet yeah that had to be one um, of the first. yeah 130 million production budget budget so it didn't make any money oh my God. um what else in 98 guys well let's talk about a good movie that we probably the three of us would really appreciate because we all play poker it's rounders yes oh rounders is amazing rounders is a really fun movie right yeah it's got great characters. That Edward Norton again, yep. Matt Damon, uh, John Malkovich, uh, Martin Landau. Like it, this is just a fun movie. Even if you don't like poker, like this is this is fun. Yeah, and, yeah. And uh, you know the relationships in it, and just the way that they explain Texas Hold'em to now, it's it's ubiquitous in the society. Everybody knows what Texas Hold'em is, but it, they didn't at that point. No, no. And, and when it I was watched, really it, good. When I watched it, I had no clue. What well, was going and on. I didn't either. Um, I played poker at the time, but I did like I was more. I did like seven card stud and five card draw because that's what my dad taught me how to play. So mm-hmm. that's what I was playing. And I saw this, I'm like, well, what is this? Yeah. And then I looked into it. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. <laughs> it was years and years and yeah. years, but then like. Finally, I watched it when I had a better knowledge of poker. I was like, like there's a scene, the very beginning scene, he loses with the second best hand. And then he says, oh, I got outplayed. And it was like, and, it, and, and, and it's like, yeah, I had some problems with this stuff with him and Malkovich. Yeah, yeah. I know what you, I know what you mean. Uh, it's, it's, but it's one of those things where you're like sitting there going, no, you didn't get outplayed. You, 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 you would have done that in, in every, every yeah. single time. Yeah. Good God, that, that happened to me and Chris like three weeks ago. Yeah. And I did the exact same damn thing. Yeah. Um, I do it again. Other than that, it's you know the the I love just the idea this this poker world and this was uh, um, Brian Koppelman who's mm-hmm. uh, behind Billions uh, now um, Brian Koppelman actually went to a lot of these games he called them something else I think in the movie but he went to a lot of these games around New York to sort of get some idea of how this was going it's, it's well it's as it's the best poker's ever looked in a movie because that's not an easy thing i no. mean i guess like i mean you got like that ridiculous stuff like casino royale or like talk about everybody having the freaking best hand yeah 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 uh we'll get to the casino royale later but like uh, yeah rounders is a fantastic movie and this is john Dahl who did uh the last seduction mm-hmm. uh it's red rock west red rock is west a, is another great go movie. see that immediately yeah both of those movies are great and so yeah this was sort of his return he hasn't really done much since no. i don't think he no, may he have really he may have done TV. some tv but um but it's great what else 98 a bug's life came out a bug's life was uh pixar's follow-up to uh-huh. toy story 
uh, it took them three years to actually, now it takes every, it's like every year they come out with one, but, uh, but this one, um, it was a letdown from Toy Story. Yeah. It's still a good movie. And it's in a fact, really it's really good movie. In fact, it's, it's better than most family entertainment, you know, that comes out, but, but yeah, it was a letdown from Toy Story. And that's, again, we run into this a lot now when we're talking about a follow-up. Like we talking about Big Lebowski mm-hmm. to Fargo. And last year, the, the last year that we talked about, like everybody was coming out with movies yeah. that followed up something. But A Bug's Life is a really good movie. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a great, and that's another one like Small Soldiers I've watched with my child and been like, oh yeah, this is really freaking good. Um, it was. I was looking back at this year and there was a lot of like really good animated movies that mm-hmm. no one talks about about anymore yeah they did well then but then nobody talks about it anymore uh mulan was yeah. disney's yeah and i think that's probably disney's best at least like late 90s mm-hmm. um like post lion king i would say that's one of their better ones and ants which was kind of like a yeah. bug's life with woody allen yeah all ants, freaking people. Well, ants, and, i think is a little bit underrated they've got a lot of talent uh, oh, voice yeah. talent for that with gene hackman and uh of course woody allen and uh sharon stone and isn't christopher walken in this I don't remember. I haven't seen Ants in forever. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's Walken fun, is in it. It's yeah, Stallone's yeah, you know, Christopher Walken, I'm pretty sure is in it. Because as well. yeah, and that was yet another like, you know, uh there were two ants movies, <laughs> you know, um, animated bug movies. Yeah, yeah. I, remember, I did a I did a movie review show at the time. It was on our college station, and uh, we reviewed ants. And one of the girls that was on the show with us, her con- her her negative comment on it was, yeah, but if. If these were the live actors and not it wasn't animated, would we care? I'm like, no, it's a freaking animated movie. <laughs> no, if people were dressed up as ants, yeah. no, that'd be the stupidest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yeah, it really comes down oh, to God. the de- it comes down to the delivery, right? <laughs> <laughs> and there's something to that. Wow. Anyway, um, yeah, and uh, ants was DreamWorks as well, so they came mm-hmm. out with two that same year. Uh, Prince of Egypt was was sort of like a, a that was a really i don't know a big movie for them dreamworks had just come into existence the year before so they really went too i think they tried to reach too far with something like that and i don't think it's on par with those other three movies i'm just i think it's good like yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. it's a very especially for dreamworks cuz i'm i'm just not a dreamworks fan mm-hmm. um another big movie that i love is lockstock and two smoking barrels yes. mm-hmm. good movie guy Ritchie, mm-hmm. um who has fallen off the face of the earth after snatch and and uh was it rock and rollo might have been his last movie that people kind of well sure like holmes yeah, Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. But uh but yeah, he he doesn't do as much as he used to yeah. anymore. Uh but uh I love Lock Stock and Two Mo- Smoking Barrels. That's got a poker scene in it too, even though it's a different kind of poker. Mm-hmm. Um it plays I want to be your dog during the poker scene when a guy loses and everything. Uh-huh. But uh anyway, it's a it's a movie that's got all these interlocking parts to it. It's co- very it's complex and uh-huh. it's got all these but I love how they just I love how it's all just like put together yeah. by the end of it and everything. And it started my lifetime goal of becoming jason statham yes how's it going not good (laughs) he will not return my call excuse me will you please turn that tv down (laughs) um uh also fear and loathing in las vegas yes love this movie yeah it's great isn't it it's terry gilliam just going oh it's nuts terry gilliam johnny depp hunter s thompson it, it is just like a bonkers combination and Depp went through all these machinations. Like he lived in in Hunter S. Thompson's basement, uh, and you know hung out with him all the time. Got his 
his affectations and his accent and everything down beautifully. They're both from Kentucky, so they kind of had this uh, similar background. And it's it's crazy. Benicio del Toro is unrecognizable. Yeah, he is. in this movie. He gained I don't know how much weight uh, to to play uh, the lawyer there, but it's. It, it, now it's not a great movie. It's not something that you're going to be like, really oh fun. man, really should have. Yeah, so won a bunch of awards. It's just, it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, so fun. Um, I can't knock it. Uh, Blade came out in 1998. Blade. Um, Pretty decent. Yeah, it's decent. It's, uh, it's, it's so 90s. It's such a 90s comic book. Oh, that yeah. club scene at the beginning. Yes, oh, God. yeah. Like everything had to be like club music and <laughs> bullshit back then. Because Mortal Kombat, even though Mortal Kombat's not a comic book movie. Like New Line Cinema was like this king of like if you heard like you know if you heard that type of music in a movie <laughs> fucking New Line. <laughs> um, I was just thinking of horror movies that year was a bunch of uh, a bunch of Scream inspired knockoffs like you were oh, talking yeah. about started in '97, but you had a you had Urban Legend. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my which god, which had the great final had the great line toward the end where the killers revealed and they have the biggest bug eyes I've ever fucking seen yeah. on a killer. <laughs> And she says, don't you want to be an urban legend, Matt? Everybody does. <laughs> oh, my God. Or all your friends are, whatever. But uh, I, know, I still know what you did last summer, which yeah, you know, yeah. had the, they got a trivia question incorrect. That's what started off that inciting incident. Yeah. Um, and Halloween H2O, like a Halloween film, mm-hmm. was 100% like a scream knockoff. Like yeah. They totally went the scream route. Yeah. And it is Throwing terrible. Josh Hartnett in it and <laughs> all that. Oh, that, that's what's, yeah, the, the, the head, the, the, the floating head posters yeah, yeah, that yeah, just yeah. were all over the late 90s yeah but, uh, yeah i just thought that was thought that was interesting that was definitely scream mania taking effect and everybody was trying to get their screen yeah in. yeah uh i mentioned the parent trap real quick uh but just because that's brought us to Lindsay lohan that was and, it. Oh, yeah and all that um and uh it was a uh, it was a uh, also i don't know maybe disney has always been doing this and we just didn't know it but they've been they've been remaking everything since yeah. then. that's a good point yeah they, they did start it way back then i mean yeah herbie came out at you know, yeah, yeah. Well, Lindsay, Lo- one down Lindsay Lohan was in a lot of those. Like it was just like you know she was in that Freaky Friday remake uh-huh. and um, Meet Joe Black came yep. out in ninety eight. It's another a decent movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is Brad. I mean, Brad Pitt sort of solidifying himself. I I I doubted him for a very long time, and I'm sure he's heard that before from me personally. But um, but no, like he he's really good in this. He's kind of I mean it's a it's a remake as well. <laughs> Yeah. unfortunately but uh but he's really good in it and it's a martin breast yeah movie. and what what was there was a big deal about that movie when it came out was it the budget it was there was oh. something about that movie i just i couldn't remember it might I be find it i was looking everywhere because i remember there being a hoopla at the time it yeah. was probably over how beautiful uh, claire filani was it could be it could <laughs> she be was unbelievable. Oh, yeah. She's <laughs> unbelievable so it was brad pitt I mean, well, to be I know, fair well. between the two of them it like Made a lot of yeah. Made a lot of babies. It's like, will you yeah. guys? Will you guys just have sex? Yeah, just just, <laughs> just for me. Do it for me. Um, <laughs> um, great movie came out from Sam Raimi. A Simple Plan yeah. came oh, out in '90. Oh my god, I love this fucking yeah, movie. Yeah, so good, right? Oh my god, the, the Billy Bob Thornton. As many good performances as he has given. This might, and I mean, I'm even talking about maybe even better. This might be his best performance, even better than Sling Blade. Yep. This performance is unreal. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, he he did get nominated. that perfect, like simple-minded individual that's just trying to do right. And this movie just 
gets absolutely batshit insane, which mm-hmm. I think it's good because Raimi, I mean, originally it was going to be Mike Nichols and then it was going to be Ben Stiller yeah. was going to direct yeah, it. Yeah, out of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, John Borman. And I think I think actually John Dahl was involved. And then thank God they got Raimi because I think there's certain stuff in it. It just as crazy as it goes. Mm-hmm. And, is, and a lot of bodies start fucking yeah. piling up in this movie. Yeah. And I think the guy from Evil Dead kind of made that work. It's, yeah. It's a great movie. Though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're absolutely right. Billy Bob Thornton has one of the best line readings in this where he's just like, like you can't do that. That's fucked up. Sticks that. That's fucked up in there in the middle of like, oh, I love that. Yeah he's, talking about, yeah. he's talking about you can't bring dad into this. Yeah. yeah he's yeah, like, yeah. you know, Bill yeah. Paxson's like, what would dad do? And he's yeah. like, you can't bring dad into this. You don't know what he would say. That's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's awesome. And Bridget Fonda's like, uh, she just like turns into Lady Macbeth at the drop yeah. of the dime. Bridget Fonda was on some kind of role for yeah. a couple years here. She didn't really keep it going. Yeah. But uh she's great in this movie. Paxton's Paxton. I'm not a big Paxton fan. I don't I don't completely buy his remorse. Mm-hmm. Um and I think the character was supposed to show some because he kills some people. Yeah, yeah. Um but it, yeah but basically for those that, I mean I don't know if people everybody knows what it is, but it's basically like if you found a bag of a ton of money just sitting out in the woods, what would you do? Yeah. And you find out. Yeah, these people <laughs> go yeah. off the deep end. Um, it's perfect ending. It's perfect <laughs> yeah, ending. It's, oh, it's just a great movie. Yeah, watch that movie. Uh, also, Ronan came out. Now, I don't like Ronan. It gets a lot of like praise for its car chase scene, which is good. Mm-hmm. But man, I didn't like the movie very much. I, I didn't either. Yeah, this is John Frankenheimer, who's a who's a very capable and good director, but but he did the Island of Doctor Moreau just mm-hmm. before this, I think. Mm. Um, but uh, but even though he had like a good career all the way up into in the nineties, he started doing these really terrible movies for whatever reason. But Ronan's got the the car chase scene, good for it. <laughs> um, Dark City came out. Yeah, Alex Proyas is. Uh, um, follow-up to the crow is an outstanding movie mm-hmm. it's visually stunning it's got a great story to it Gr- great sci-fi movie yeah yeah Ugh, uh, I, visually it's great i i think there's i there's a lot in it i like i like it overall mm-hmm. i think the story it doesn't really interest me that oh, much yeah. and that was one i actually rewatched, and i just i don't know i don't i don't get the love for it yeah but, uh, i i didn't like it when i first watched it but now i love it yeah i think i liked it more when i first watched it yeah that too now which is weird. it has one of the best trailers of all time oh my god it's amazing yeah 1988 rush hour came out this yep. was chris tucker jackie yeah. chan uh it was sort of the uh i i guess i guess it was sort of getting back to that old lethal weapon type thing only a little bit more manic and more racist and more racist mm-hmm. i think it's one of the better versions of that though i mean it's entertaining it's funny yeah but it's you know it's it's, it's racist one of those mismatched type of things where you know it's uh you know in lethal weapon it was very simple it's white and black yeah. but they're buddies and <laughs> they can do whatever they can say whatever they want to, to each other now in the rush hour it's like a little bit it's thrown a little bit more into the forefront yeah do you understand the words coming out of my yeah, mouth yeah exactly a terrible Star Trek movie, Insurrection, came out. Yeah, yeah, that was like an episode of a bad episode of. Yeah, it wasn't good. Yeah, uh, Can't Hardly Wait came out in nineteen ninety. Yeah, 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 fun movie. Uh, a lot of people became uh, big deals after mm-hmm. the. Um, Tony Scott's Enemy of the State came out. Um, Will Smith and Gene Hackman. I like Enemy of the State, and Gene Hackman's basically playing his character from the conversation, which is a great movie. I, I think I like it quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's got it's got a following that I wasn't 
prepared for. I've just recently realized this. That it's yeah. Got, it's a pretty good uh, following on it. Um, the Faculty came out. There's another like... W- scream. Yeah, yeah, Scream type movie that came out. Um, a movie that I know Jeremy and I both like, Fallen, came out. Oh, that is yeah. a good movie. Yeah. I love that. That is a good movie. Yeah, Fallen is really good. Um, it's. <laughs> I also want to be Denzel Washington. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's got. I mean, it, it's got a really interesting trope of using the Rolling Stones' "Time Is on My Side" mm-hmm. as it. It kind of goes the spirit of this serial killer is being passed back and forth and everything, mm-hmm. and the way they do it is really cool. And the way that it ends up ending is kind of cool, but also unsatisfying and kind of... Another great uh, John so. Goodman performance. Yeah. yeah, yeah and it's really. uh, Hoblitz, right? It's the guy the Gregory who directed Howell, Primal yeah. Fear. Yeah, Gregory yeah. Howlett. Uh, yeah, I mean, John Goodman, I think, was in like five movies this year or something like that. It was a lot of movies. <laughs> but if you want to watch a cool twisty thriller... With a, yeah, yeah, it's it's a good one. Um, Pleasantville came out in nineteen ninety eight. I love that yeah, movie. excellent yeah. movie. Um, Joan it, Allen and the Shower Faucet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, That's what you go to. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Pleasantville's a, Pleasantville's a good movie. Although uh, the thing that always bothered me about Pleasantville is that like all the range of emotions change these people to color. And uh, J.T. Walsh's character shows anger all the way through it doesn't turn color until like it's dramatically, you yeah, know, re- you know, a dramatic reveal or whatever for him at the end. But yeah, it's a it's a good movie. Um, yeah, now we're starting. Okay, Wedding Singer, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Um, Waterboy, not so much. Yeah, it's the, the, <laughs> Wedding Singer is the the best Adam Sandler movie of that year. That's yeah, yeah, it. yeah. Uh, the Mask of Zorro. I know a lot of people oh, like yeah, that. I like that movie. That's um, not a bad movie. Yeah, Martin Campbell, who did Goldeneye and all that, was uh, so two kind of indies here. Uh, one is Your Friends and Neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, which, oh I love that movie. I know you've got that's Neil Neil Labute yeah, actually yeah, directed it, mm-hmm. and that's Ben Stiller, very different from his character. Yes. And there's something about Mary. Oh yeah, uh, but it's it's really really An interesting. interesting bit of trivia. Granted, this is Wikipedia, so whatever. But uh, first movie reviewed on Rotten Tomatoes. Really, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> interesting um well the other the other movie that i wanted to mention that is a little bit underseen i've talked about it before is the the remake of great expectations yeah it's a good movie yeah, yeah. and this is Al- alfonso Suarón, uh who went on to do gravity and all that stuff and ethan hawk and Gwyneth paltrow that. and it's it's it, robert de niro and it's a really i i love it it's a really affecting drama and bancroft is great in it um, very atmospheric and it's got a killer soundtrack. Paltrow so had a good year. Paltrow had a very, very yeah. good year because she also did Sliding Doors, yeah. which is a really cool, interesting take on a love story as we were talking about we like earlier mm-hmm. with parallel dimensions and mm-hmm. what would you do in this situation if you could do it over in this situation? Yeah. And, uh, I really uh, like Sliding Doors. Yeah, and, and also that was when my life goal started of wanting to be John Hanna. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, mine. Yeah. yeah. I got a lot of life goals <laughs> working through um, them. Two movies from directors who'd be huge uh, later. Darren Aronofsky did Pie. Yeah. Which is a really good, it, I mean, it's yeah. It's a crazy ass movie. Yeah, it's good. It's yeah, good. but it's fun to watch. Oh yeah, yeah. it's really good. And boy, I saw that on a double feature with Blade. I saw Blade second. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I liked Blade How better later in my happen? life. Yeah, I enjoyed Blade later. Um, but uh, but Christopher Nolan's first movie, Following, came out. Oh this yeah, year. and uh, I've I've I have only seen this one time. But Hugo Weaving is really good in that movie. See, I thought you were gonna go F. Gary Gray. Well, that wasn't his first movie though, so you couldn't have gone that way because. Because one of my favorite underrated movies from this year is The Negotiator. Oh, yeah. I think The Negotiator is amazing. Yeah, no, it's great. And I have never been able to figure out why that movie didn't make more money or get more of a following. Because it seemed to fit right in that action 
period it re- mm. that 90s action scene but it was actually like good it was clever kevin spacey and samuel jackson going at it yeah. jt walsh mm-hmm. uh, paul giamatti yes yeah yeah he's I... like quit saying no motherfucker yeah. Yeah, that's like my favorite line from that movie that movie is a lot of fun if you're looking for a fun action movie it's hard to beat the negotiator is great i think there are a lot of people who love that movie now like mm-hmm. it yeah when it came out yeah hardly anybody gave that a chance for whatever reason yeah, i saw that opening weekend i was like this is gonna be huge and, and it, nobody saw it. yeah <laughs> um another independent movie uh run lola run came out another uh you know another fun movie it's got a nice little premise to it and everything oh yeah um you know what would you it's almost the pre-memento almost it's kind of like groundhog day it's yeah. kind of like got that type of deal going and a on. great lead i mean she's yeah she's, terrific. she's fantastic uh franca potent uh-huh. whatever she probably it's probably pronounced some other way that we're we're upsetting Sorry, Germany. We're upsetting an entire country. Um yeah. Happiness? Yeah, happiness. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, Todd Salons. Happiness is a movie that I've always hated to admit that I love so much because it is so wrong. That's disturbing. Yeah. And um Dylan Walsh. Yeah, right? Dylan Walsh. Plays like like, is, could you say the most heartwarming pedophile you've ever yes. seen in a movie? I don't know <laughs> yeah. how else to put that. Yeah, it's exactly <laughs> the way you put so that. You feel so bad for him. Yeah. You're like, maybe he won't put that in the tune and, of and I'm Don't not, do it. Oh, yeah. And I'm not going to say oh the line God. he says to his kid, but it's one of... It's one of the best and worst lines <laughs> ever committed to film. Uh, the line that Dylan Baker says to his own yeah, kid. But yeah. it's a great movie. Yeah, it's it is. It's just hard to really recommend to anybody. Well, and John yeah. is one of those guys who and just kind of like... It's not visually disturbing. There's nothing violent. It's not... There's no, It's just... It's more subject matter and just the the tension. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually some sweet stuff in it, too. You've got Cameron Mainheim's little subplot, Philip Seymour Hoffman, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm all out of love. I'm glad I saw it. There, Then there's... Uh, okay. So then there's basketball, which is not going to win. <laughs> Do not like. Uh, Jonathan obviously doesn't like. Uh, this movie has the most worst jokes and best jokes ratio ever. Like it's like it's like a one to one type of thing. Like terrible jokes, then like lots of great jokes, then terrible <laughs> jokes, and then lots of great jokes. It's not a good movie by any stretch. No, but I am not saying go out and watch it, but good God, there's so many funny things in this. It's fun to watch. It's one of our most quoted movies. I yeah. think it, it a couple other great movies that I think fall under the radar. I don't have to talk too much about them, but Primary Colors, yeah, it was, really yeah. good political satire. Mm-hmm. Uh, John Travolta, I mean, he's playing which Clinton. Is, yeah, which the, the whole the book was... Uh, a, a sort of a it's not it's, anonymous is it, is it anonymous is it's it, it's an anonymous author this time because it was somebody who was in the clinton campaign. yeah and i think they did i think they did figure out who wrote it but it yeah. was at the time it was anonymous yeah it was it was one of those type of deals where they yeah it either either it was somebody in the campaign or somebody who knew enough about mm-hmm. it to like write um but he got game uh, yeah it's a really good spike lee movie that nobody talks about yeah. ever Denzel Washington and the Milwaukee Bucks player. I guess. Ray Allen. It's, it's Ray Allen. Ray Allen. Um, that's right. It is Ray Allen. But um, uh, yeah, I love He Got Game. I did actually mention it a few podcasts mm-hmm. ago because we were talking about Spike Lee. Uh, but uh, I love I love He Got Game. I've seen that a bunch of times. Um, then, okay, so here's a few more minor ones. The Last Days of Disco, Whit, Whit Stillman. Love yep. it. Love uh, it. Love that movie. And then Celebrity, Woody Allen. Not a yeah. good movie. Do not like that. Not a good movie, but Leonardo DiCaprio's cameo in yeah, it is yeah. one of the best but things. But you also got your Bronner reference in. Bronner oh, was yeah. also in The Gingerbread Man that year, which was uh, Altman. 
I yeah, believe. Yeah, 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 it was. John Grisham wrote the script. There were a lot of independent movies that came out that were just, you know, they're they're on that, they're bubbling at the surface of being great, mm-hmm. but they never, like, totally broke out. Um, then and, and then there's another one. I'd like to mention this because it is an election year. Bullworth came oh, out. Yeah. Uh, Warren Beatty is basically Donald Trump in this movie, and I can't uh-huh. wait because we're going to have probably something about election movies. Yeah. If you want to see, like, the predecessor to what donald trump is look at bullworth watch warren Beatty in this because he basically just says fuck it i'm not i'm not part of the system i'm just going to just do whatever i want it's a really interesting movie yeah it's a very interesting movie i don't know if it's a great movie no but it's i don't think it is yeah um you have to have a high tolerance for watching an old white guy rap yeah Okay, so I think we're ready to vote unless you've got some other... There's a lot of like independent movies that came out that are worth mentioning, but they're not going to win. Yeah, so. yeah. So, uh, yeah, let's go on okay. and rock the vote. So today's order is Chris, Barrett, and Jonathan. Mine will not matter, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> it, it may matter. Yeah, you never know. Um, well, uh, yeah, the, the movie that I like the best out of this is Rushmore. Oh wow! Um, yeah, this is did this, not see that. Yeah, this is just one of those movies. It's just, um, uh, it's it's funny. It's it's got the best. It's got all these great performances in it, and it's so rewatchable. And that's can be said for quite a few movies that yeah. I could pick here. But I'm gonna go with Rushmore because it's the one that I've probably seen the most out of everything in this in this year. Um, and uh, just a great uh, breakout performance for Jason Schwartzman, Bill Murray coming back. It's uh, it's it's as good as movies. And you get. said yeah. it was one of your favorite movies. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. that works. It's got it's got a real broader impact than you would think because it really started like you know a whole subgenre of not necessarily even Wes Anderson movies, but movies that are trying to be Wes Anderson movies. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, revitalized the careers and everything, and it's awesome. Yeah, it is really I've got awesome. I've probably got two or three others that could have contended for this, but my gut reaction is this one. No, so. that's great. That's a great one. Yeah, it is. I was trying to talk myself into voting for saving private ryan in this because it really is amazing it's mm-hmm. epic it's got everything that you want in an epic movie and a war movie but i can't vote against out of sight i'm oh, gonna yeah. vote for for out of sight it's soderbergh at my favorite soderbergh and i've got a lot of favorite. i love his deep cuts like fucking side effects and mm-hmm. stuff like that yeah but out of sight is is just Almost a perfect movie for me. Performances, pacing, everything. So, Jonathan, your vote does matter. Every vote matters um, here. A perfect murder. No, yes. um, <laughs> that's why I like. Oh <laughs> uh, no, it's not a bad movie. Uh, oh, I'm torn. I am so torn um, between a couple, and one of them, one of you said, but I'm actually going to go a simple plan. Okay, oh. I love the. Like I already said, I love the shit out of this movie. I have a little bit of an issue with Bill Paxton in it, but. That that's kind of that's kind of where I'm going. I'm looking at all these movies and I'm like, what? Like I have to nitpick because I've got seven or eight here. I just can't choose between. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm I'm going simple plan. I don't really have any more to add than what I already said. Yeah, but, uh, I'm going simple. No, plan. that's a great one, man. And yeah. I don't have any problem with any of you guys' choices. So back to me. I'm going to go Truman Show for my second pick. Nice. Uh, Truman Show is just one of those great what ifs to me. Um, and it's I believe it's also a movie that had a lot to say about what sort of uh world we kind of live in now with the 24s even though it's not exactly that to a t it's close i don't think it, it's, it's it's very implausible yeah, actually yeah it's it's very close it's like the curve gets almost there to the <laughs> line 
and then it goes down. Yeah. That's how close it is to being what life we, you know, what life reality stars lead or whatever. So, um, but uh, another a great performance from Jim Carrey. Uh, this is an unusual movie. Just one of those you, you can't mistake it for anything else. Like when it pops on, it's got that yeah. Philip Glass score oh, on it yeah, and all sort yeah, of yeah. type of stuff. It's just, um, it's just a unique movie. So yeah, it's going to be my second pick. Was that Paul Giamatti as Paul Giamatti? Paul Giamatti. Yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> I'm a, working he's, here. Yeah, Ed Harris tells him tells him to uh, to turn up the again. wind and turn up again. the wind, and he's like, hey, hey, man, he doesn't even know he's he, he doesn't even know he's gonna die out there, you know. <laughs> and who knew that man was gonna play the rhino so well in Amazing Spider Man? <laughs> right, totally. Ah. That's what I was sitting there thinking. <laughs> well, Hope he plays the rhino yeah, one day. Yeah. Well, almost for the Paul Giamatti uh, role alone, I would probably vote for this. But Ed Harris's character in this is just the perfect foil. Mm-hmm. Like he's he's overblown. He's everybody just worships him. He's he's the auteur and everything, and he just plays it beautifully. So I'm going to vote for Truman Show too. All right, um, I'm going out of sight. Okay, nice. well, that uh, one- I'm, I'm not just trying to kiss up to Jeremy. I uh, I I love this movie. It's yeah. uh, like I said, I'm a big Elmore Leonard fan. Um, this is probably, I would say this is probably the second best Elmore Leonard adaptation. There's been, I still love Jackie Brown more, but, uh, but in two years, that's amazing. Um, because the cast is so good. Um, Clooney, Brooks, Cheadle, even Lopez is serviceable. Like I said, um, it's just an amazing movie. It is I got to go out of sight. Well, and that means out of sight wins. It sure does. Yeah. yeah one, uh, one and one, two. To yeah. be fair, though, Truman Show would have been number three. <laughs> yeah. So Truman Show's well, really good. Out of sight would have been my third. Yeah. I mean, it's really kind of one of those where it's like all those three just kind of jumble up together and, you know. But really simple plan one here. But really a simple <laughs> plan. Well, uh, today we're going to be uh, going over uh, the fall movies, um, basically all the way up until winter, actually. We'll go through the holidays as well man carries a gun he tends to use it we're what's known in common parlance as peculiar i have difficulty socializing with other people maybe i rip your arm off beat you to death with it the reality you know is one of many i interrupted from the top hero of men go uh and we're going to talk about movies that we really want to see and some that we don't and uh, maybe a little bit in between there. Um, well, we can start with this. So this is coming out on on Monday, uh, which is the 19th of uh, September. And Blair Witch has already premiered on Friday. Mm-hmm. That's as good a place to start as any. Now, I don't know. What do you guys think about Blair Witch as, as a concept? So what it looks like to me, just from what I've read in the trailers, is it looks like a lot of retread, a lot of jump scares, um, none of the organic terror that you would have. And the, of course, the marketing, obviously, for the first Blair Witch Project was completely different. But this just looks like a standard horror movie to me with the uh, found footage stuff, mm-hmm. basically taking all the worst parts about the Blair Witch Project, everything that that filtered down into, mm-hmm. and then slapping that name back on it. Yeah, I think Blair Witch, uh, a, a sequel uh, like this, is about 15 years too late at yeah. this point um they made that second one which was sort of a play on the first movie like the characters in the second one knew of the movie in the second which i don't like i don't like that sort of that awareness uh going on and of course they get into their own oh the Bla- the blair witch book of shadows is an oh awful God, fucking hideous. movie um, i'm just gonna stay quiet jonathan you like it book of shadow 
I, I thought it was I thought it was a very interesting way to go. Mm-hmm. It's not the Blair Witch Project. I no. love the Blair Witch Project. It's probably one of my ten favorite horror movies of all time. Yeah. But, uh, but no, I, I mean, I it, it's watchable. I've watched it three or four times. I, I don't know that I like it. Yeah, I don't hate it. It's it so it it instantly lost a lot of its brand recognition with that second movie, and then Paranormal Activity came out. And it came out every year. Paranormal activities, like just there's six of them. There's six of those movies, and and, and each <laughs> just irritates you, right? Yeah. It's like sickening. Well, I mean, the, I was fine with the first. Uh, I was actually fine with the first three, and I was like, I all agree. right, just go ahead and just end it now. But then they had to go back for you know more and more and more and more, and uh, and so now the the found footage genre has become watered down. Mm-hmm. So when you come out with a movie a long like 17 years after the original and uh you know and and people e- even now with the original Blair Witch project they look back on that movie as kind of a yeah that was a an inter- interesting thing that kind of came out or whatever. I don't think there's as many people who like like it now as did as did then i like i I really like it but it's when you watch it again there's a lot of like there's a lot of glaring Mm. weaknesses Mm -hmm. to that and if you get within the horror fan community that movie the first one it's so divided yeah yeah to the point where i don't even want to just i wouldn't i wouldn't discuss it with a horror fan because it's just like i don't want to get beat yeah exactly i mean it's got it's got so many things that you don't like in horror and there's a lot of things that you do like but i mean because it's a lot of boredom uh, a lot of boredom and whatever, and then the when you actually do have something, it's something that you can barely hear in mm-hmm. the background. The ending is amazing too. Yeah, it. yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't. I what's what is good about this name anymore? And that's that's what I have a problem with. They might as well have just called it the Woods, like they called yeah, it forever. I that and I, whole well, and I, I liked that. I almost think they gave it away too soon. Like I. I don't know if they ever would have done this, although I heard an interview with the writer and he did say they talked about doing this, but um, like actually just calling it the woods mm-hmm. up until opening weekend and then people are going to go in and they're like, oh my God, that's a fucking Blair Witch movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That would have been cool. It would have been awesome. But I don't know how many people would have gone and seen it if it was called the woods. I don't know. I think it, I, I think Blair Witch's name may have been watered down to the point that it would have been better Maybe to call so. it the woods. Maybe so. Like it's, you, it's my, it might as well slap paranormal activity on the name <laughs> of this movie. That's how much watered down it is, I feel like. But yeah, uh, it and it's not going to do anything this weekend too like uh when once this airs it'll probably have made like 12 or 13 million yeah and and, and that's not that's not good enough to get a a, you know a franchise back up adam wingard's a good director though i would like to throw that out there he was at least they got a decent filmmaker he did the guest he did your next i mean Mm -hmm. they're not great movies but he's he's a good guy he seems like a good director yeah so why don't we uh hit the highlights of of the rest of the months uh here and for september two of the big highlights would be miss peregrine's uh, home oh, for yeah. uh, peculiar kids. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. bullshit. Is that that's the title, right? right. Uh, yeah, okay. something like yeah. that. It's actually a good book. It's, so this it's is a good book. yeah, this is Tim Burton going but, back to yeah, the Tim Burton. Yeah. Well, this looks like a no. I mean, I actually think this is Tim Burton's wheelhouse. This yeah. is something that might actually be good. Mm. Um, I mean. Yeah, it could be terrible, of course, because he's done a lot of that. <laughs> he doesn't uh, have a, a, a good track record. And it's over the not last a movie that I'm going to go out and want. You know, I'm not going to go see this. Mm. You know, when it comes out or anything. But this is his. This is perfectly him. And I feel like he. You know, 
he could probably do a pretty good job. And if it's a good book, then maybe it has a chance. But Perfectly Him was Alice in Wonderland, though, right? No, like, no, no, I don't, I don't, and I don't think. No, no, his, no, 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 I'm not saying the outcome, but just conceptually. But I don't no, think no, no, his no, no, heart no. was in no. that. I don't think he was into no. Alice in Wonderland. Every, every, okay, Alice in Wonderland. No, mm. uh, first off, remake, and that's that's another yeah. thing that. Yeah. And he did, you know, and he did, you know, he did that Charlie and the Chocolate Factory remake, yep. and he did Planet of the Apes Dark remake, Shadows. and he did Dark Shadows, and all these these remakes, are, and every single time you read something about. Uh, Tim Burton and these remakes. He's like, well, I didn't really like the original version. I made my own, and it's like that's why it sucks. You and, know? Le- and unless he shows up in a weird hat, I don't think Johnny Depp's in this movie. So that, <laughs> and that's sad to say that that could be a good thing. Yeah. But, oh yeah. Yeah. But um, I probably won't see it in the theater either. No. If my kid was a little older, maybe I think it's a little too much for her. But. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. Visually, it looks just like you know, it looks like a perfect Tim Burton movie, but. Yeah, is it is it maybe good? he gets his mojo back? Yeah, yeah, maybe so. Well, the other one that we all probably will be seeing in the theater is the Magnificent Seven. Yeah, uh, yes. that comes out uh, late September, and from what I had my doubts really when this first uh, came out, but watching the trailers and just kind of like getting the feel, looks like everybody's having a fucking blast in this it's movie. It's a good cast. You know? Yeah, it's an excellent cast, and it's a big it's a big budget movie, and it's a good cast, and yeah, yeah. why not? When you see it's Denzel Washington kicking some ass and all Chris that, Pratt, Chris Pratt, Chris e- Pratt, Ethan yeah. Hawke, yeah, man, you see all these people <laughs> kicking ass, man. It's like, all right. All right, okay. I mean, it may not be good, but you got me. Yeah. You got me. <laughs> could be the purge. Yeah. <laughs> could, be the could, purge. could be the purge. Exactly. Um, Sorry, that was weird. Another one that comes out in September, Deepwater Horizon. Yep. <laughs> um, which is, uh, I don't know. It looks, does it look kind of good? I don't know what to think about this movie. It does look kind of good. This yeah. movie makes me feel like I don't watch the news enough because I don't know what the hell this is about. I'm like, what is this story? I'm so stupid. So this is the story about the people that were actually on, of course, the Deepwater Horizon. Horizon caused that massive oil spill that yeah. fucked up our ocean. Yeah, yeah, for yeah, yeah. I mean, I remember the whole oil spill story. I guess I just didn't know it was called Deepwater Horizon. Yeah, but the, these are the story of the guys that yeah. were actually on that rig mm-hmm. when it exploded, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that could be good. It's Is and, it Peter Berg? Yes. Okay. Because yeah. um, he loves Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, he does. He does. It's and, the Berg. But it looks like, uh, it, it's almost like Die Hard with... Uh, against nature, basically. Yeah. It's kind of like that. They're kind of like a perfect storm. Yeah, like, yeah, uh, perfect you storm. Know, yeah, with the, uh, we were going to have Kate Hudson sitting at home in her underwear. Yeah. So upset. Yeah, I know, exactly. <laughs> um, but Deepwater Horizon. It's in the preview. It's kind of, sure. it's one of those movies I, I, I remember seeing and, you know, would every once in a while something would come out in September that's like this and it, and it was, and it was like, oh, all right, I'll go ahead and watch this and then you watch it and you're like, oh, that wasn't bad, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much what you're going to. Pro- I, I have a feeling that's the way I that movie is going to be. And this is not one. I don't think I'll be seeing the theater. <laughs> we're <laughs> not bad seeing, people. We're not seeing any of these movies. <laughs> Good night, everybody. I mean, see everything in the theater. Um, do we? Do we want to talk about anything else in September? Snowed. We, we should. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Snowden is on the. 16th. <laughs> I mean, I'm just because well, no. it's Oliver Stone. <laughs> no, Snowden is on the 16th. Uh, yeah, Snowden. It's uh, it's Oliver Stone, and mm. it's uh, I mean, um, we've already gotten a, a Snowden documentary. It's yeah. kind of like the. Yeah, I was more excited when this preview first came out. I was like, oh, cool, Oliver Stone's back. And then I started thinking about Oliver Stone. I'm like, when the hell has he? And I went back all the way back to like '95. Was Nixon? Yeah. And I don't think he's made anything really that great since then. Yeah, so. I mean, there may be some people who are like, U-turn, man. U-turn's great now. Um, <laughs> or or, but, or uh, World Trade Center. Yeah, some World Trade Center, which I'm, is, uh, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, and W. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I, yeah, like I mean, that. there's some movies that he's made are like, you know, they're definitely not what he used to make, but... Well, so this is Joseph Gordon-Levitt again in an unnecessary dramatization <laughs> yeah, of, a, exactly. of a documentary with a weird right, accent <laughs> to yeah. the walk. Yeah, um, I just but, cannot bring myself to watch the walk. I just can't do it. I'm like, I saw Man on Wire, but I will yeah, give exactly. him this. He sounds exactly oh, that, like him. He does. Really no, he's a great yeah, actor. Yeah. He's yeah. a great actor. Yeah, but I just fear he's going to turn into like Johnny Depp. He's going to start wearing hats. Oh, yeah. He's going to start wearing hats. Yeah. 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 All right. So in October, I think that's where we really start with Mm -hmm. um, Oscar uh, hopefuls and everything. Although a lot of people, after what Sully did over the weekend, it's a... Well, Sully's really started the Oscar. It's it's usually October, though, that starts it. And The Birth of a Nation is Mm -hmm. what comes out uh, October 7th. Uh, This has a lot of baggage on it Mm -hmm. um, because the guy who directed it who's in it they brought up his rape charges way back in 1999 and, and, uh, even, um, I think it was Gabrielle union came out and said, I, what, you know, I, I loved doing this movie. And then I didn't know about that and mm-hmm. everything. And I, I have to speak out and, and everything. Um, but, uh, other than that, can we talk about this movie? Yeah. I think we need to talk about it on its own terms. Yeah. It, because it looks- it's kind of like what you're talking about with Woody Allen a lot yeah, of times. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of these people have had like things that have happened, you know, in the past. We're looking at the movie yeah. more than anything, but and the um, movie, it, yeah, it's hard to overshadow this, the, this type of content. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is really heavy stuff about a guy that's, um, kind of well-respected, well-read is, is the, um, the spiritual leader of uh, well, in it's, a, uh, uh, Nat, Nat Turner, Turner yeah. Nat Turner, yeah. yeah, and and it's just it it really is watching the trailer is just pretty moving. Just it, the the trailer itself, and yeah, yeah, uh, I'm I'm actually really looking forward to seeing it. You have to go through all that, and and this has got a really bold title too because yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, it's I thought a, that was weird. Yeah, you know the uh, early silent birth of the nation yeah. uh, is is famously racist because the Ku Klux Klan oh, comes to save the day. Yeah. Unwatchable. Yeah. 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 And, uh, but, uh, but yeah, so they, they sort of like taken it back with this. Um, but yeah, it looks good. I'm hearing some, eh, some occasional bad buzz on this though. Um, but it looks great yeah, to me. Yeah. It looks like something that I would definitely watch. I don't know if I'll watch it in theaters, mm. but I will definitely give this a look. Uh, also the girl on the train. Mm-hmm um john john have you read this book i have i read it last year along with a bunch of women that apparently read (laughs) no no it's it's really good it's in that um it's i don't want to say it's like gone girl but that's an easy comparison because Mm -hmm. it's it's not really an unreliable narrator but it is like it's a it's a female narrator it's this it's this thing where she sees this couple on the train every day out of out of the window she starts imagining this life that they have and then one day she realizes that the wife's not there anymore she's mm-hmm. or the or the woman's not there anymore um and then so she kind of starts just because she's like this lonely sad person she just starts basically trying to get in and try to figure out what happened to this woman if she did disappear what happened and it's really interesting where it goes uh the book the main character um, is not Emily Blunt. Mm-hmm. It's not an attractive person. It's it's 
very much uh, what you would think like a sad single person that plays with cats. Well, yeah, that's like, the thing. I, she's I, an alcoholic. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how much they're going to keep in it. I had but, read a few. Uh, I yeah. had read a few pages of this, and I was like, I can't imagine Emily Blunt in this <laughs> because this is a single person who yeah. has a hard time, you know, meeting people. And I'm like, that's not Emily Blunt. <laughs> and I'm sure Emily Blunt's going to be really good. I yeah, mean, I, I have yeah. no doubt in my mind. Emily, I'm not knocking her, oh, but I'm, it's, but it's kind of like you know, you read Carrie, and then you go watch and you see Sissy Spacek, and you're like, that's not Carrie. Yeah, you know, but uh, but no. No, it's, well, it's, it's definitely not Chloe Grace Moretz. No, no, no. <laughs> but I, I, I think it'll be a real. I, I don't know if there's ever an easy book to adapt, but I, it would be really hard for them to fuck this up. I would think, oh, but yeah. they could. Yeah. But Gone Girl was really good, so I yeah. think this will follow suit with that. I think a lot of people are going to go watch it. Yeah. Um. It looks interesting to me. This might be one that I actually, you know, go and watch. In the yeah, theater, yeah, 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 for sure. And I, I, I like a good adult thriller. We just don't get enough anymore. So mm-hmm. when they do come like this, and we've got another one coming out this month, right? Yeah. The, the accountant. The accountant. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I, I think I'll definitely check this one out. The accountant looks amazing. It, it does. really does. Yeah. yeah. Um, we love Ben Affleck, don't we? Yeah, we do. We didn't used to. Yeah. Well, and and there's something to be said. He had he had a dramatic. He did well. He did, that, he did that. He did that fucking rock movie, right? The Armageddon that we talked yeah, about. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> that exactly. fucking rock movie. <laughs> I think, and this there's there's nothing wrong with this, but he nearly ended his career doing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he enjoyed being a movie star mm-hmm. and like uh, and having sex with Jennifer Lopez. Yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't blame him for that. But like, it got all sorts of. I mean, he made a lot of bad choices because Geely. of all that. Yeah, and Geely was the apex of it. The cast you can't go wrong with, you right? Know, with Anna Kendrick and J.K. Simmons and Ben Affleck, that's just fucking dynamite. Like I, yeah. Even even if it weren't like a, a really interesting premise, I'd probably go. And, I, and even though half the time it's like just completely silly, I like these like secret hitman movies i don't know what it is about that story yeah. that story's been told so many times and it, there's been a lot of terrible movies but it's just it always lures me in like i'm like, i gotta watch that well they always do something different with a character like this this time it's like he's like a super genius yeah and everything and he's you know he's going around and he and the cia wants him because he's helping those guys out man he's uh he's finding a way to stick to hide their money and all this other type of stuff and you're yeah. like okay kind of an intriguing then 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 anna kendrick stumbles on all the guns <laughs> you know <laughs> you know we thought it was just a dude that like laid out his utensils and ate like yeah. really, you know, abstemiously. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I've been seeing this trailer probably. It seems like a year, but it's I'm mm-hmm. I'm all I'm all it's, over it. Um, what well, else? Another uh, solo machine type of guy is Jack Reacher. Yeah, right? I and love you've, Jack Reacher. You've read all, you've read almost all the Jack <laughs> I, I Reacher. Have, I have not. I I actually have not read the one from last year yet. But I yeah, I've read like the twenty or whatever previous to that. Jeez, so well, I'm, that's my Harry Potter. Yeah. yeah, a lot has been made about Tom Cruise not being. When the first one came out, not oh yeah, being talk the about stature. somebody not being the main character. Yeah. What bothers me about him in this role is not the stature, but it's the fact that like Jack Reacher is like the epitome of just cool and intimidating, and I don't get any of that. I, Even from his performance, his performance is perfectly good. Uh, but if if you got something like Harrison Ford in his prime, or if you got Denzel, like somebody that is physically and just imposing is is what I would love to see in this role, and it's not that. I honestly, Cruz. though, I, I thought about that when I was thinking. This is this is such a great series. I think I even told you guys in the past. Like, I cannot believe they haven't made a movie out of Jack Reacher. Mm-hmm. But I could never picture a care. I could never picture an actor. I just I never could picture anybody. So Cruz works just as about as well as anybody for me. Um, I thought the first one was 
was a good solid. I think Cruz is in this period right now. You guys were talking about this a little bit last week about his like kind of prime. And you said you could almost call the period it is in now a, a really good one. And I think it is because I think he's not doing great movies, but he's doing good movies. And there is nothing wrong with that because there's not a lot of good movies. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I uh, mean, he's got this thing going with Macquarie and, you know, all these guys and Brad Bird. And um, he's making pretty solid movies. I just can't believe this movie was made. Yeah. Well, it made $80 million I'm when glad it came it out in 2012. Um, it's, it was a, you know, a middling type of hit. It was, I mean, a lot of people came out and I'm like, I kind of like that or whatever. I did. This was 2012 was around the, the time where I, I felt like Tom Cruise was still not very confident with his choices. And Jack Reacher was just another one of those movies that came out during that time. And I was just like, what is he doing? He doesn't, mm. he seems lost, even though he's fine in Jack Reacher. Well, in that summer, he had done that one. Oh my was it God. Night and Day? Yeah, Night yeah. and Day. Yeah, I know a lot of people like Night and Day, but, uh, th- you know, it, this came out and I was just like, everything that's coming out now seems like low rent Tom Cruise. And then he sort of, you know, with the with Mission Impossible and Ed, Edge, the new Mission Impossible is an Edge of Tomorrow and all that. It's, oh, Edge of Tomorrow. He just sort of like, just, I don't know, he came back to that. And, and when I see this Jack Reacher sequel, I'm like, what movie is this? This is so much different from the first <laughs> one. Like, the first one just seems kind of like basic. This one looks like, like, I mean, it's not anything new. but He's it, never going back. Yeah, he's never going back. I will I will say, though, out of all the novels, this is one I'm really surprised they adapted. It's There's better novels. But maybe that's not a bad thing. Because like I said, those Elmore Leonard books ended up actually being really good movies. So yeah. maybe they'll do their own thing with it. And this is, uh, he uh, he's uh, reteaming with Ed's Wick on this, too. Oh, Last, yeah. week, that, that was this. Last Samurai. Who did the, yeah. yeah, Last Samurai. Um, all right. Another book adaptation, The Inferno. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm trying oh, not to laugh as I, I'm saying this. And I have read this book, uh, and I have nothing good to say about oh, it. Oh, I don't know what happened with Dan Brown books that got made into movies well, they weren't great in the first place well da vinci code is what really launched it into the stratosphere and that was a good book that was a terrible eh. movie well uh, yeah. it was it was my favorite of his books that was the most plausible just saying something that that story is the most plausible well angels and demons angels other and than demons. other than him jumping from a plane oh, and without God. a parachute but that uh, wasn't in the movie yeah. <laughs> i i'm i'm gonna hesitate in saying the book is good or, or the books are good i and the movies i mean they're awful <laughs> um the yeah it's so the dan brown books what is it about it they're entertaining but bad what is it that they're yeah they're they're entertaining but bad i yeah, mean they always like fall apart at the end um that's why i'm saying the da vinci code is the probably the best out of that because it at least kind of ties things up angels and demons is, is just a super stretch well, and, they, and they skipped a book and I don't blame them because yeah, was it the lost ter- symbol? Oh, that's yeah, that's the one we actually book. were read that at like around the same time. I remember oh, when we were texting like yeah. this is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah, I I just I I don't you know it's I think it's unfair. I can't believe I'm saying this. It's unfair <laughs> to Dan Brown to say that he was trying to write fucking literature with Da Vinci Code. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's trying to write. He's trying to write exactly what you read. Yeah. In those books and. At the same time, we can criticize it and say it's horrible, but whatever. It's not fair to him, but it's still the... But 
the movies, however bad the books are, the movies are even worse. Yeah, yeah, and they yeah. keep making them because they keep making money in uh, overseas. Uh, what a waste of, overseas. overseas. This is a prime a example of, of overseas. Yeah. Like this and the Ice Age movies. That's yeah. the only reason they're being made. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And, and you know, Hanks is going to have a little bit more suck now because Sully is, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Yeah, because because he's got the past three years, he's made a comeback, uh, basically. And and, uh, you know, I can't see this movie making money. I can't either. I can't even see it making money overseas. It's being released at a weird time. And yeah, they're coming out with it around Halloween. It's so weird. Yeah, I don't get it. Oh, man. What? Wow. I do want to mention Boo, a Medea Halloween. Oh my god! I was hoping that you would mention that. I know because what irritates me about that is that fucking poster is a Halloween thing. Like they do like a Halloween parody with that poster. Yeah. Like, Fuck you. Um, I I thought for a long time Tyler Perry was the the new Ernest P. Worrell, but um, <laughs> that is such a good comparison. But now I am certain of it because except remember, Rich. Yeah, yeah, except Rich. Uh, you know, I mean, I, I look. She has saved Christmas, just like Ernest yes, did. Yes, she did. And and now she's scared stupid, like in Boo, a Medea <laughs> Halloween. she just has to go to camp. Now she has to go to camp, which mm-hmm. was the first one. Oh, yeah. Medea goes to camp. It's going to happen at some point yeah, because is. he is following that pattern. <laughs> Doctor Strange yeah. comes out on November 4th. That's the, the new uh, original Marvel movie mm-hmm. that doesn't rely on any of the other things before it at all. Did you ever read these comics? No. Did no. Ever- no. I haven't either, but uh, I mean, seeing the response from people that really love this this narrative, it, it looks like they're super excited. Mm-hmm. And I guess it, it, you know, you can't go wrong with Benedict Cumberbatch. It, it looks beautiful. Yeah, um, it looks like the, Inception married yeah. to like uh, what? I mean, it's all these buildings folding over each other and stuff. Reminds me a lot of Inception. Oh yeah. Yeah, um, so the different worlds and dimensions and universes and everything. Only problem with the trailer I have is that I don't really know what the deal is. Like, I know who the bad guy is. Mm-hmm. Like, Mads Mikkelsen's a bad guy. But, like, I just don't know what the, the point, uh, like, what, what they he's trying to accomplish in this movie. And I don't know what the conflict or the stakes are. So that's the only thing yeah, about the like trailer a, that yeah, I don't like. Yeah, it seems like a lot of setup. Like yeah. it's it's you're introducing him as a doctor and then you're introducing him as almost dying or or dying and then you've got him going into different dimensions and learning and like it's it's definitely going to be or looks like it's going to be a real origin story and maybe like a tacked on conflict at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a Marvel kid. So I mean, I I mean, I'm a big Spider-Man fan and stuff. So I never read Doctor Strange. I never got into the whole fantastical elements, although I guess Spider-Man's kind of fantastical, but like the swords and sorcery but uh, he was obviously in comics I read, but I don't know enough about the character to speak to how you know it looks. It's going in the preview. I didn't. The preview doesn't really move me either way. Yeah. I remember going into this. I thought when I heard they were making it, I thought this could be like the next Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Like this could be the Marvel movie that's not like other Marvel movies, and it kind of just does something weird and crazy. And maybe it will. Yeah, but I, I hope so. It's interesting. It, I, I hope it so. looks like I don't they're get going for something. From the preview, and I do like the Marvel movies more than you guys do, but I'm kind of on the same page with you too. It's like the it's trailer like they ne- they is never... not good. Like yeah. it's uh, it, it's not doesn't do its job for me. Who maybe like let, yeah, who doesn't like everything that Marvel po- puts it, puts mm. out. Like for the Marvel crowd, wrong with you? Like, well, for kidding, the Marvel crowd, no. For the Marvel crowd, yeah. though, it's like, oh, new Marvel movie, I'm there. Yeah, but it does it, it, it does nothing for me. The trailer doesn't. Like it could be a great movie, and mm-hmm. I hope it is. 
Uh, yeah, but, it feels like Thor to me. Like, yeah, I'll yeah. watch it, but I'll be like, meh. Yeah, uh, Hacksaw Ridge, Mel Gibson's comeback. That's oh, it. Man. That's getting all sorts of talk buzz. About, talk about an affecting trailer. Yeah, that's a great trailer. Yeah, uh, the the story of Hacksaw Ridge reminds me a little of the Sergeant York. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw Sergeant York mm-hmm. or know the story, but a conscientious conscientious objector going into war and. It, in Sergeant York, he decides, all right, but there's a b- biblical verse that says I can kill people, so I'm going to do it. Um, in Hacksaw Ridge, he stays true to his ideals and is still a hero, and that's a fucking story I want to see. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, that's incredible. But if they have, like, a rundown ending where, like, The Rock just grabs the rifles, like, fuck it, I'll start shooting people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's going to that's gonna make the movie bad. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I, think, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, no, it, look, it looks really good it's a very unique take on war it's based on a true story um that i don't know much about no so, me either. Uh, i'm really interested to uh and, and we make, know mel gibson can make some great oh, battle yeah, yeah. scenes we and do. makes great movies apocalypto which is a came hell out, of a movie which came out during yeah. all that time that he unfortunately said a lot of stupid shit uh-huh. it got completely like glossed over yeah. because of all of his uh you know and listen you can't you can't talk about but Mel Gibson without talking about it. It's a fun movie. There's it is. a lot of good action scenes and like sequences. Yeah. And, uh, well, and you can yeah. tell in this trailer, there is no mention of Mel Gibson. It yeah. is the director of Braveheart. Right. And, you know, that, that kind of thing. So he's not in it either, right? No, no, no. It's I not don't in it. But, in but the they, don't, they don't mention that it's Mel Gibson. They want yeah. it to kind of get on its own. It's kind of sad he's not in it, though. I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, November 11th, Arrival. That looks awesome. Yeah, it does. Yeah, right? Right? Oh, my God. Does it seem like the the trailer... I know I'm talking about the trailers a lot, but that's what we have to go on right now. Does it seem like it gives an awful lot away, though? It kind of does. It could. Well, that's what you don't know. I mean, when you're watching it, you know, because it's interesting, like, when you, like something like Girl on the Train, which the Girl on the Train trailer, I don't think gives anything away. But when you've actually read the material and then you watch the trailer, it's kind of interesting to look. Oh, I wonder how much they're giving away. So you don't know in a situation like this. But they, but yeah, it could be. I mean, it just seems like a, a a lot more scope because then she's out and then she's back in and mm-hmm. then she's out and, and then she's yeah. back in. And it's a great direct. I'm I'm not even gonna butcher yes, his Denis name. Denis Villeneuve or something like that. But he prisoners? did he did prisoners oh my God. and uh, talk about another hard movie to recommend that's really good. Yeah, he did prisoners <laughs> and he did movie. Sicario and he did the. Uh, yeah. And I'm probably still mispronouncing that name, but. Uh, it's going to be as close as I can get, yeah. goddammit. Uh, but no, he's a great director, and uh, this looks like Contact meets Close Encounters. Like smart it, science fiction, yeah. which I love. I'm I all can't about get enough it. Of. Yeah, and, and it's shown the, what's fantastic about Gravity, Interstellar, and, and The Martian coming out is that these movies are getting made I know, now. I know, it's and great. And getting a huge cast. Yeah, getting huge cast, and they're, and they're just, and they're all good. They're looks all good like, movies. It, it looks like Amy Adams could be like the talk of the fall when yeah. all is said and done because I mean, she's, she's also in that nocturnal yeah, animals yeah, yeah. yeah and oh god that looks amazing too yeah but uh yeah this it looks great i don't even know what, what to say about it it just looks great yeah that, that's a movie that's a movie that you would want to see in the theater probably right yeah and i i have a feeling that's going to be a huge hit too like yeah, really? it, i i do because it's getting it uh, just seems to be gathering some buzz you gotta you got the right feelings about these things. uh i do but i have been quite been terribly wrong before <laughs> i thought you know yeah one of those recently for me was morgan i thought mm. morgan was gonna be huge for some reason it was something about those previews and it stuff. was paul giamatti yeah it was paul giamatti really. screwing yeah. stuff up yeah. 
Um, on the 18th, we've got two movies. Uh, the Edge of 17 has a really great Red Band trailer, if you ever <laughs> yeah. want to see it. Uh, well, and I actually accidentally watched a scene before I saw the trailer because I thought I was clicking the trailer. And it was actually like the full scene with her and Woody Harrelson about the suicide uh-huh. note. Uh-huh. Oh, my God, that looks hilarious. Yeah. Like that, that sold me immediately. Yeah, same here. <laughs> I was, I mean... Again, we've got a character like Haley Steinfeld, who is gorgeous, playing... <laughs> make her very homely. Yeah, they make her homely and everything. And, and, and the, the, the relationship with her and the teacher, which that's not new, and it reminded me a lot of the Emma Stone movie. Easy yeah, A. Easy A. Yeah, yeah, which is a great movie. So if it's like that, good. But uh, yeah. but Woody, yeah, Woody Harrelson it just looks like he's going to give a performance of the ages in yeah. that movie. Yeah. So I hope um, he does. But uh, yeah, w- this is a, a James L. Brooks producing. I don't think he directed it. Um, it's somebody named Kelly Freeman Craig or something like that. He directed it. Uh, but uh, but James L. Brooks is smattered all over. Wow. the uh, I didn't even notice. Yeah. That. yeah, he's it's like the from the producer of this and from the you know, they always do this where the studio that brought you or not the <laughs> or the company that brought you this like that matters. Um, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them come out the same day. It comes out the same day. Uh, also that <laughs> we, we should have just gone, we should have gone back, you know, uh, exactly. Yeah. Edge of 17. It's probably not going to make no, that much not, money not, now. Yeah. Not the movie that you would think of on the 18th, but that's the way I'm reading but it. But is this going to be that big? Like fantastic beast. Do you think it's going to be as big as Harry yeah, Potter? Yeah, it do? is. No, I mean, it, not as big as Harry Potter, but it's going to be big enough that they'll well, it's coming out in a good time. They'll continue. Yeah. Such a built in audience there. Yeah. And it's over the holidays. And it's two and weeks everything. after Dr. Strange. Yeah. I mean, and, and this is, I mean, it's at least tangentially real, you know, connected to Harry Potter because this is the book that he reads uh, in the early years. Like it's yeah. one of the textbooks that he has. And this is one of those, like I've seen trailers for this for a year. I haven't been excited about it at all. Me either. Uh, but like I mean, it's gonna. I mean, I think it's gonna easily make a hundred million. I feel like I the have only, to see it. The only time that I get excited in this trailer, I agree, because it's not. It, it really. That's another one that doesn't really show you exactly what's going on. It's mm-hmm. just a bunch of stuff. Yeah. But when you have that pause and you bring in that that John Williams score, the Harry Potter. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Oh man, I yeah. love that score so much. Um, during the Thanksgiving week, which is normally a garbage dump, um, but surprisingly enough, the when they come out with movies on Thanksgiving some reason they're garbage i guess because nobody really goes to see movies on thanksgiving but one movie that came out in thanksgiving uh many years ago was bad santa which became a a big you know hit like uh on video and everything now it's getting a sequel and the trailer looks awful yeah it does what are we surprised i mean these like yeah 15 year later sequels and comedy sequels in general don't don't do well like true. like in general like you can come up with some that are better that or just as good as the original but yeah especially the 15 year, or whatever this is 12 years yeah uh you know especially with that they you know it might be better than zoolander too yeah that was too oh, yeah God. uh but also mona comes out it's a disney animated movie that's coming out on things like like in the thanksgiving week is it mona or moana I've looked at three trailers and they never once pronounced her name. I thought he said Mona and it, he said it just Mona. Okay. So it's Tony. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Moana actually makes more sense because it's Hawaiian and everything, but like Disney doesn't seem to be proud of this movie is what I'm saying. (laughs) 
That's interesting. <laughs> like everything that I'm looking at doesn't make th- like I haven't seen any. I haven't seen any trailers like in theaters. Maybe there have been. Yeah. I don't know. There's um, a, there's just I mean just that. Yeah. That's hilarious. They're uh, not proud. They of don't this. seem like, like well, <laughs> they did the same. And thing. they're coming out with it in Thanksgiving week, which is not a yeah. good That's sign. Interesting. Yeah, actually. but they did do the same thing with Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, remember that was even supposed to be released under their banner, and they moved it to Touchstone or Hollywood or something because mm-hmm. they didn't want anything to do with it. And that ended up being really good. So you never know. For all I know, this is a great movie, but it doesn't all the me. signs point to not there's, good. There's nothing that really. It's not going to be Zootopia, I don't think, for them. No, no, hell no. Um, there's also uh, I just want to kind of mention rules don't apply because Warren Beatty's finally coming back to directing. Oh, I, I haven't I haven't seen anything on it. I've heard about it. Um, rules don't apply is another Howard Hughes movie, but it's more about this actress that he interacts with and everything. But it's kind of funny because Alec Baldwin's in this too, and he's in The Aviator, which is oh, the other yeah. Howard Hearn. He's playing a different character. Uh-huh. But like, it's like oh, we're doing a, a tra- Howard Hughes movie. <laughs> Come in. on, Alec. I'm in. Um, anyway, that, that's coming out. Um, then uh, December 2nd, um, there's always some horror movie. There's two horror movies coming out on December 2nd, Incarnate and Keep Watching. I haven't seen any of those trailers. For whatever reason, the first week of December, which is also a garbage dump, by the way, um, yeah, they, like, they like the pyramid come out with horror movies. What on that. the hell is that? Yeah, they come out with horror movies on the first week of there's December. Always, there's almost always a horror movie on Christmas. Too. Yeah, Christmas Day. They always do that. But the <laughs> I guess the big one on the second is Kidnap, the Halle Berry movie. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm trying to like like try to like pull, it, but I, I actually want I kind of want to see. I don't know if I want to see in the theater. And I don't know. I kind of feel like Halle Berry's on this weird. <laughs> Like, yeah. like, I'm just going to do these weird, like, 90s thrillers. This and, looks like a B movie. Yeah, it, it looks like Kurt Russell should be in this. But <laughs> but it looks like one of those quick-paced, you know, just, like, fat. I don't know. I just, I like those kind of movies. It I looks don't know like, how else to explain it. I just kind of enjoy that I'll work. explain it this way. <laughs> She her kid gets kidnapped, obviously, yeah. in the in a park. And she's and then them. she kills five thousand people looking <laughs> Yeah, it'll be taken three. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it I, looks like taken three. I, and I will enjoy every last second of it. Absolutely. And, and, it, and it won't be good. Though some way, somehow we'll enjoy this. Yeah, it won't be end. good. It won't be good. But, but be because good. there'll be five thousand wrecks that she causes. And it's Halle Berry. It's she's Halle so Berry. sweet. She is, she is. She can kill whoever. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> And then there's Office Christmas Party, which looks like, um, you know, um, it's Jason Bateman and Jennifer Mm. Aniston and and they all and TJ Miller's in it. And it's like this. They throw the like most craziest office party there is. It's kind of going along the lines of what we've been seeing lately around Christmas. Like, let's just make some adventure comedy movie. This this office party would never take place. (laughs) But it looks awesome. Yeah. Like and it looks, like, and all this insane amount of stuff is going to happen in one night. Right, 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 right. Uh, the 16th, um, a little movie called Rogue One, the Star Wars story. <laughs> the Star Wars story comes out. Am I the only one this doesn't interest at all? Like, um, it doesn't look bad. I'm just not like, oh, I got to see that. But I'm not a Star Wars guy, so I, that might be part of it. I'm a big Star Wars you guy. Are. So are you. So is Baron. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to watch this, but... These trailers do leave you a little wanting. Now, the reason why I think these trailers, and I was watching this the yesterday, and I was watching the one that came out, I guess, a month ago or so. Uh, the The reason why it doesn't do much for me is that I feel like there's a lot of characters in this in this movie that they're just kind of glossing over, like. 
they're showing all the action, which is what mm-hmm. they should do. They want to get everybody in the theater or whatever. But it feels like there's a, a dynamic between all these characters that are in the, on this team, this Rogue One team mm-hmm. or whatever, that they're not showing in the trailers because there's a lot of little scenes that they kind of like barely just like skirt over in the trailer and everything. And I'm like, oh, man, if they could show a couple more of that, I'd be really excited. But uh yeah well that's the nature of it that the first trailer that came out she's like well i rebel i'm a rebel yeah, you know, yeah, that yeah kind yeah. of thing so i guess she's trying to be singular but and it's rogue one but, yeah but i agree yeah there's a lot of things it looks like much more interesting characters that could be brought into that to really sell it for the people that aren't just going to go for explosions and spaceships yeah. and, and stuff like that and i don't care about the whole death star thing i know a lot of people are complaining about that like they're talking about a death star again right. it's like I, don't, I mean i don't whatever your story is if it's a interesting story i don't give a crap what yeah, it's about and they've you know i mean even though we know what happens in this i think they're if as long as they build some characters up in this where we're like you know when she says in star wars the number of these people died trying mm-hmm. to bring it i don't want that guy to die yeah. i don't want this person to die whatever that's the kind of uh the sort of uh, i guess the thing they're gonna go with well, on and this, this is huge for disney and lucasfilm and all that i mean because i mean this is their whole they're banking on this side star wars universe thing that they're going to be able to every other year you're mm-hmm. going to get one of these movies yeah yeah and then you'll get your main star wars movie the next year i don't so, think uh, i think a lot of the stuff that was about this was overblown they you know they uh, you know, oh, they they had to do reshoots, and they're having, you know, there's some trouble and everything. Eh, nobody's gonna care about that once <laughs> this movie comes out. Suicide Squad made like three hundred million dollars. It'll mm, be all right. Yeah, like if you know if that can happen. Exactly, you're exactly right. Collateral Beauty comes out on the same day. That's mm-hmm. the Will Smith. Which, man, all I could think about, even though it's not the same movie. I kept thinking about Seven Pounds. Yeah, me too. I thought it was this. the same director, and it's it's David Frankel who did Marley and Me, which oh, actually right. kind of makes sense. But I thought it was going to be the same director who did it because it was Seven Pounds, and then that other one he did before that with his son. Oh, his yeah. home pursuit of happiness. Pursuit, yeah, of happiness. pursuit of happiness. Yeah. The 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 trailer. I don't know what to think of it. I mean, he's. I like the trailer. I, I, do you? I, I, yeah, you. The said, trailer you, almost made me cry. Yeah, you said that. I was like, <laughs> and then I watched it after you said that. I should not have watched it right after you said that. I man, like, man. Yeah, uh, no. It's it's. I'm sure it's all yeah. phony, and I'm sure it's all. But I don't know, man. Something about it got to me where he's just like. I, I don't know. I think it was a really well done trailer uh, mm-hmm. that just kind of said, "Here's how he was. Here's how what he is now." And then these these fantasy characters. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure I have no heart because yeah. I, just, I was not moved at all. I was yeah, just like, okay. I was half. I'm like halfway between <laughs> what you guys were there. I, it was like, oh, that looks. I don't know. I might give that a shot. I don't know. Um, and then let's see. We have um, another Illumination Entertainment cartoon coming out called Sing. Uh, on the 21st. Um, this, I will be forced to see that. You will be forced to see that. I watched the trailer and I'm like, eh, this doesn't I don't know. Good. It actually, uh, you know, like I said, I, I, they did, they had Life of, Secret Life of Pets, which was a huge hit for them. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the sequel is already underway. Um, and I thought it was okay. Like, yeah. So this could be the same, but. I don't know. It just seems like one of those movies that they like, 
Let, uh, people like singing, right? And Carpool people like karaoke. Yeah, people like animation, right? You want to see a gorilla survive from the mean streets? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like it. Re- <laughs> it reminds me of like when Kevin Spacey's in Swimming with Sharks, and he's like uh, on the phone, and he's like, uh, "Yeah, so uh, with, uh, I had uh, somebody complain that we didn't make any movies for the kids. So let's come up with the best, like the most recent, most uh, most happening thing going on right now. You know, for the kids." <laughs> funny about it though now that i'm thinking about it after i made that comment about that idiotic comment about ants about what if this is real people it um it kind of it kind of does like all these like little montages where you can see like all these different subplots are going on and it's like you've got the wife who's got a bunch of kids and her husband doesn't pay attention to her so she wants to do this singing competition that sounds like a like a human movie but it's pigs yeah, yeah. and then you've got the little gorilla kid who's like you know his dad wants him to be like a gangster and commit crimes with him and he doesn't want to and you got that scene where he's talking to his dad in jail like I'm sorry dad I'll make it up to you, you yeah, yeah 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 like that seems like a real movie but it's gorillas yeah you know, it's just it seems like they're taking like all the moments from collateral beauty and they just put yeah, animals yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's what gets you I, uh, with the it's, it's george orwell I, I, all over again I, I, i'm i'm not gonna be watching that movie in the theater assassin's, i will tell you all about it all right assassin's <laughs> creed also comes out and and i don't i'm not a i don't haven't played video games in forever I know this is a huge video game. It is, yeah. Uh, but Michael Fassbender may make me go watch this movie because I like Michael Fassbender a yeah, lot. I haven't was, seen a preview. There's a one. There think. is one teaser going on right now. That's, that's yeah. Good. I know nothing about the property. I know it's a huge game. I'm not a gamer, so mm-hmm. but um, but yeah, I like Fassbender, man. Um, I also want to be him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just throw um, him in the mix. There are a few others that I do want to talk about before we go here. La La Land. When yes. does that come out? Um, limited. It probably comes out. Like, uh, December second is December second. Yeah. Uh, that looks phenomenal. It's a great. And trailer. that's it's not it, great two trailers. And it's yeah. not based because I'm not a I'm not a musical expert, but it's not based on any property, right? It's an original because so. yeah. it is a musical. I think. Mm, yeah, it yeah, looks yeah. like it. Yeah. So. Yeah, it looks really good. That looks amazing, and I can't wait till they actually come out with like you know a real full on trailer for that yeah. because um, I think that that's the movie that probably has all um, you know all the Oscar voters a buzz right now. Um, but uh, then there is Michael Keaton and the Founder. Oh, uh, the McDonald's story. Yeah, yeah, which limited USA December sixteenth is when it comes out. Mm-hmm. That's Michael Keaton playing the founder of McDonald's, and that looks good. And he's getting a lot of buzz for his performance in that as mm-hmm. well. Um, anything else that's on the list? Passengers, although we haven't actually seen a preview. For yeah, that. that's but a that's a I, really oh, yeah, interesting, interesting premise. Yeah. I've seen stills from the movie, but it's Chris Pratt and Jennifer Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Yes, so that's going to be huge. Yeah, it's like Christmas Day, and it should be huge, but. There's not a proper trailer out right now, and there's only a. And that is kind of weird. Very, there's a strange clip of them like waking up and they're naked or whatever, and they're walking towards each other, and that's about yeah all I've seen of it. Yeah, and that's yeah, that's all you need to see. And, well, and it makes me think that they're they're hoping to come out on Christmas Day, yeah, but it's probably so. going to come out in the summer. Well, now. and 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 I don't know because it is a sci-fi thing. I mean, it's I think they're on a spaceship or space station. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Oh yeah, because it's the life support. They wake up and they have yeah. But um. So I don't know if the Star Wars thing. Makes them a little nervous. Yeah, that I mean, it would me if I was coming out with a movie. I would like think that. so because especially if it's sci-fi, even if it's not the same story, you're just you're getting the same people, try, you know, trying yeah. to go to both movies. Yeah, and and you're gonna and you're asking them to do it 
second or third week of of the Star Wars, and 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 if it's a weird type of sci-fi movie, then you know it's you're not going to get that many people. And we just kind of glossed over, but I am really excited about Nocturnal Animals. I believe yeah. that's November, though. But that I don't know what that's about. Got nothing, but I love that. Yeah, it looks preview. great. Looks oh my great. God. Yeah, it's uh, it's Amy Adams looks like, like she is going to be breaking some hearts. She thinks her husband dies, and then yeah. he sends her a book uh, that he wrote that's like for her, but it's got a lot of violence and shit mm-hmm. in it. Then it goes completely crazy. Yeah, it looks, looks kind of neo-noir and... Aaron Taylor Johnson David, looks amazing in it. Yeah, <laughs> which yeah. That, that'd be interesting. Yeah. Um, it looks kind of Lynchian. looks a little David Lynchian. Yeah. I, I get a little Lost Highway, uh, Mulholland uh, Drive. Yeah, drive yeah, yeah. Um, and then American Pastoral, the Philip Roth oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. adaptation Great that book. Ewan McGregor is yeah. directing. Yeah. Um, but it looks really interesting. Uh, Dakota Fanning plays the character that's supposedly thrown, uh, I guess she is, uh, setting off bombs and then she disappears and mm-hmm. all that. Um, but that looks that looks really interesting. I was shocked when I saw Ewan McGregor yeah. directed it, and I guess that's his debut. If there's anything else that we missed today, we're sorry. There's yeah, only so there's much time, <laughs> only so much time that we have to do something like this. But um, and we're not going to get to a Q and A this week, unfortunately. But uh, anyway, thanks to Jonathan for coming Yay. out and subbing for Thank Jeremy you guys today for having me. And uh, you, 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 you hit hit a home run for us today. So I try. Uh, you are. You, I try. Uh, but anyway, that will be the syncast for this week. This is Chris Atkinson, Barrett Sher, and Jonathan Watkins. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Comment on our episodes on our SoundCloud page. Check us out on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. And be sure to visit cinemasins.com. You watched some shitty ones too. Fucking, oh, I, I did it all. Like what hard rain? Yeah, I did what? Well, that was on. That was just like freaking on. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm doing 98. I'm gonna watch Hard Rain. It's like laying on my couch watching Hard Rain. It rains so hard in that movie. It, I'm gonna talk about that fucking movie. We need to stop. I don't want to ruin the podcast. Wasn't it? It was called something else at one point, right? I've got that info. Rain hard. Rain hard. Vin Diesel. I yeah. mean, this is one year before Pitch Black, right? Or two years? It's and it's a couple yeah, years before it's, it's Fast just and before, Furious. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just right, before. It's right before he blows up. Right. Yeah. Um, Literally and <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We do disco. We do uh, we do gangster rap. We do disco. It's fine, right? God damn it! I know what you do. I think we've heard enough from Jonathan. You want him to step out now? Yeah. Right, peace okay. out, guys. Let's get him done, the fuck that out was of fun. Here. Let's get him the fuck out of here. Ninety-eight's awesome. I can get you a finger by three o'clock. <laughs> I can get you a toe by three o'clock. Yeah. No toenail polish on it and everything. Fucking amateurs. Yeah. And in my club, I will splash the pot whenever the fuck I please. Get them in the crosshairs and take them down. Just remember, they can buy anything, but they can't buy backbone.